Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Cliff, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Cliff, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 125930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to check us out on Facebook Live and YouTube. Drop a comment, drop a question, give us a like, a subscribe, and be a part of today's show. Beautiful fall day here in Greenville, North Carolina. Not quite too cold for me to go with the polo and shorts, uh, but a little too chilly for Chon going with a coat and pants. You could go either way today. One of those nice days here in Greenville, North Carolina. All right. Uh, we have got guests to get to, including the play-by-play voice of Navy, Pete Medhurst, all-around good sports guy. Talk about just about anything, uh, but we'll dive into Navy football with Pete coming up later on in hour number one. Uh, we've got the Mully man, Mike Mullis, who will be in studio so we got to figure out i think we're still gonna wait a week until mully wears the wig for an entire time but we need to cut it we need to figure some things out so we'll do that and talk some sports in hour number two with the mully man also on today's show bryce williams will join us to talk pirate football and more we got shirley rhodes here we got sean here russ is ready to rage steve jamie all hanging out in the chat if y'all got questions uh, for our guests, you can get those in, including former ECU head basketball coach and now a color analyst uh, calling college basketball games. He is Mac McCarthy joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Coach Mac, how you doing today, sir? I am good. I am good. Uh, uh, got an interesting game tonight, North Carolina A&T at the University of Virginia, men. And um, we'll get to talk to Coach Bennett about the crazy stuff last week that went on with Corey Alexander uh, with the replay uh, and that kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, on the road for five games in seven days again this week. Planes, trains, and automobiles with Mac McCarthy. And uh, interesting, uh, Coach, I, I, I learned one thing today that you don't don't go by a fake name when you're at a hotel. You need to start going by a fake name instead of your real name. <laughs> I, haven't done, I haven't done a show on a landline in a long time. Well, you got Mac live from his hotel room. Had a bit of a mishap, but we are very happy to have him on the air today to talk college football and college basketball. Uh, coach, real quick, I, I always forget to ask you stuff. So if I, I've got something on my brain, I meant to ask you. And uh, we'll get that out of the way first. So ECU women's basketball 
taking on VCU tonight. I think this is an important game because their next game is against the top 10 opponent and it's in the it's on an island. So you hope they're not looking ahead to their trip and their next opponent. Can they take care of business on the road tonight against VCU? It will be on ESPN Plus at 6 o'clock. Coach, my question for you is, and you have a pretty good pulse on on women's college basketball the tiers the levels where everybody is where is is ecu where's kim mcneil's team nationally are they top 150 are they top 100 are they top 75 can you give us an idea on and and look they'll see their test coming up with ohio state seton hall south carolina and of course the conference slate as well but where do you think they are nationally right now well, you know that, that's it's um, a tough question, but I, I think it's a fair question, and I and I think easily in the top one hundred, um, and and gosh, where they were in the in the three hundreds when she got there, uh, you know, I think that's a uh, you know that, that's a pretty that's a pretty serious achievement. Uh, where they are in that, uh, you know, probably in the bottom half of that group, but um, Kim has done such a good job, and they're they're better than they've been. They're more talented than they've been, and of course they you know we know they won the tournament last year. But the uh, she uh, she plays such an unusual style of defense. Uh, it'll be a problem. I think they've got a good chance to to beat VCU. VCU is not bad. Uh, uh, they've been pretty good for a while too, but uh, but I, I think they've got a good chance. I yeah, I got to watch quite a bit of the men's game this week. Not changing subjects totally, but uh, uh, I was prepping for Campbell, so I got to watch a bunch of ECU. First time I've watched them a little bit, and uh, gosh, they they keep running good athletes at you and play really good defense. And goodness gracious, can uh, can Mr. Felton score? So uh, uh, yeah, good time for ECU basketball fans and football one too. By golly, <laughs> it's not a. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we're, we're celebrating a lot of stuff right now, Coach Mack, as uh, the men will be back in Menji's Coliseum coming up 7 o'clock Wednesday against USC Upstate. Women on the road tonight at VCU. So a uh, lot going on in college basketball, college football. You said you got uh, the Wahoos tonight, Virginia. What's the, uh, what's the expectation for Tony Bennett's team this year? Not too far removed from a national championship, not too far removed from losing to a 16 seed in the tournament. But where are where's Virginia basketball right now? now yeah it's interesting because they uh they only returned three players that played last year i think there were hmm. five or six that a couple got red shirted but uh uh but only three players that played last year and that's never happened with them last year they had like 84 percent of their scores back this year they have like 21 percent or something like that so it's a whole new deal for tony bennett now he has good ones coming back especially reese beekman who's the acc defensive player of the year and a big long arm point guard who can do a lot of things uh so he's got a good score and, a, and an athletic forward in Dunn and McNeely, but uh, they they weren't picked very high. Although someone in the uh, in the poll did pick them to win the league, so uh, so uh, who, who who the heck knows about that? But uh, they had a good win against Florida in Charlotte last week that I was able to get to see, and you know down there doing Virginia Tech and South Carolina men, and then the, the night before you talk about women's basketball, I did the uh, Virginia Tech Iowa game with Caitlin Clark getting uh, 44 points and and just to, to show you the interest in women's basketball clip mm-hmm. that game was the highest grossing women's basketball game in history yeah that was uh charlotte right 
Yeah. And uh, hey, look, as a Hornets fan, I was just glad to see an atmosphere in that building uh, because it was <laughs> it was uh, it was a fever pitch that night for that game. Yeah, I heard that from a lot of folks. It, it, that was an incredible atmosphere. It was like a Final Four atmosphere for the for the game on uh, Thursday night. Coming up tonight, a couple of headliners, Duke, Michigan State, and Kansas, Kentucky. And Coach Mack, speaking of Michigan State, uh, Sparty taking on the Devils tonight. How real is James Madison? What a start to their season, winning in overtime against Michigan State. Then people probably... Uh, this was off the radar. They went to Kent State and scored four points in like five seconds to tie that up. They went in double overtime. Uh, they went again. They're three and zero. They're in the top twenty-five. Uh, you know the the state of Virginia pretty well in basketball. You know how, how fluky is that? How real is that? Uh, James Madison and the start they've got off to. Well, they're pretty darn good. Uh, Mark Byington is the coach. He is. Uh, he's a native of Roanoke, but he played his basketball. He was leading scorer at UNCW uh, back in the day for Jerry Wainwright. So he has some ties to, to Eastern North Carolina. Uh, they're really good. The, the win at Michigan State, nobody really goes in there and does that. And uh, and then that was an incredible win uh, against uh, was it Kent State that you mentioned the other day with the with the furious rally at the end. But they've got things going on. An undefeated football team that is finally probably going to get that waiver uh, here. They're going to make it decision this week, maybe Thursday, uh, to play in postseason, which they could be, uh, I guess, they and Tulane are vying for the, the highest group of five at a New Year's Day Bowl. And, of course, they've got game day coming to Harrisonburg, which is Man. incredible, too. So they've got a lot of good stuff going on. And their women's basketball team is also uh, also really good. So a lot going on in Harrisonburg, Virginia, for the Dukes. Yeah, good for them, and a little jealousy as well for what they have going on right now at JMU. We're talking to Mac McCarthy on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's uh, switch gears, talk some college football, and Coach Mac got some games to highlight this week. We'll get to our top ten and top twenty-five picks. Uh, but recapping last week, real quick, again another day uh, where we saw some tests and some teams pass tests, and uh, those include Michigan. Although was that really a test? Penn State just uh, had nothing offensively for ohio state or michigan this year florida state miami kind of called that that would be a close one thought miami would have a chance to win that game florida state takes care of them by seven washington continues to kind of walk a tight road but they beat utah by seven points uh texas boy nearly blew it at the end of tcu but they win by three again another week of uh some close games uh involving those teams that are trying to make it to a college football playoff yeah, it was, and you wonder when that weekend's coming. We haven't had that big weekend with the with the bombs dropping, where you know some of the top teams get get knocked off. Is it, is it coming? Uh, Washington is actually an underdog this week, uh, number whatever five in the uh, in the in the college football playoff poll, and they're an underdog to to Oregon State this week. So uh, I just got a feeling that maybe we might see that rash of uh, of big-time upsets that we really haven't seen so far this season. Uh, Mac McCarthy, I'll give him some credit. Uh, he has been talking about the quarterback at LSU since the start of the season, and they dropped a couple of games, and the question was, you know, can a two, three-loss team have a Heisman Trophy? Uh, well, now that uh, minority voice voice of yours, Coach, is starting to become a majority after his performance the other night, and I haven't looked at the odds, uh, but what are his... Uh, is he at the top of the list now, Coach Mac? 
I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I'm not sure, uh, to be honest. Uh, I, last I saw, Bo Nix was, was ahead of everybody. Hmm. Uh, Penix had dropped a little bit, and, of course, Caleb Williams has dropped some. J.J. McCarthy continues to move up. Um, and, and they're starting to talk a little bit about Marvin Harrison, um, you know, being kind of a candidate if if Ohio State could uh, could go and beat Michigan. So, uh uh, that's that's as crazy as uh, as the teams trying to figure out who's the best team. So right now, DraftKings has Bo Nix as the favorite at plus one ten, followed by Jaden Daniels at plus three twenty, Penix plus three eighty, and then Harrison, as you said, plus four seventy five. McCarthy's numbers went down after he had sixty yards on eight attempts. They just ran the ball, yeah. all over Penn State the other day. The ball in the second half, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, uh, boy, their coach, Jim Harbaugh is alive, right? Their coach uh, was crying after the game. I I can't, Michigan, I mean, credit to Michigan for turning themselves into a victim here. (laughs) It is hilarious. Amazing. They (laughs) cheated their butt off, and now they're the victims of America's team. America's team, Jim Harbaugh and company. Mike McCarthy joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. All right, let's. Let's see. All right, before we get to our picks, let's uh, look at some of the games. So, Mac, you were saying, could this be the week? You mentioned Washington. They have been on a tightrope, and they are at Oregon State as a dog this week. Another one, and I want to ask you about, I got to admit, I have not followed Tennessee football all year long. They're number 13 in the country. They've got Georgia at 330, and that one is in Neyland Stadium. So, how much of a chance how, – how real is Tennessee? Georgia looks like they are hitting their stride at the right time. Well, I, th- I thought Tennessee might have a chance, but I didn't realize they were going to go to Missouri and get beat by 100 <laughs> last week. So, uh, I, you know, and Tennessee is not the same team as they were a year ago with Hendon Hooker. They they don't uh, – Milton doesn't throw it as well. He he is a threat to run it. Uh, but they, they've, they're a running football team, and that's what Georgia does. They just stuff the run. And you saw what they had, that they did with Ole Miss. And um, I don't think – you know, I, I, that was a big game. That was a game you kind of start early in the season or before the season. But now I'm, I'm not so sure this is going to be a test at all for Georgia. How about uh... – this one's kind of out of left field, but you're looking for that wacky Saturday. So Arizona State is coming off a win over UCLA where they give up seven points to Chipper. Uh, the week before, they lost 55-3. to But the week before that, they beat Washington State. Uh, the week before that, they lost 15-7 to to Washington. So they have shown that they can be in these games. They've showed they can win these games. Oregon, maybe a, a different animal coach, but uh, I don't know. Any upset potential in that one? I think Oregon's just too too sound right now. They're good on both sides of the ball and playing well, and um, they still got a lot to play for. I I don't I don't see that one as one of the ones that I would pick. Well, let's get to those picks. And I'm sad. Look at this sheet, Chandler. So I did this to to get through twelve weeks. I've got it blocked up beautifully, but I'm out of room on the sheet of paper, which means college football is coming to a close. Yeah, I know. Uh, what well, only just a couple more weekends and Man. the regular season's done for. Very um, sad. At least it's very organized though. It I mean, is. It looks very, very organized. If nothing else, coach, I'm a very organized person. I believe that. Mm-hmm. All right. So last week, credit to me, two and zero, and I had the pick of the week: UCF over Oklahoma State. 
Oh, I, I thought about you as soon as I looked up at the TV at AJ's the other night. I was like, man, I was like, UCF is putting it on uh, Oklahoma State. And I was like, who made that pick? Oh, that's right. Clip Brock. The wire-to-wire now, arse beating. Th- now, did you – Let's get. The, did you say that you were they were going to beat them bad, or did you just say they were going to win? I just said it was a great spot. Oklahoma State coming off the win of a lifetime, yeah. going on the road, perfect. I mean, it's just great a, call. Yeah, perfect recipe. We like to to follow the recipes for success, and that was one of those this year. Also had uh, Georgia beating Ole Miss. Coach Mack is going to win this thing. He went two and zero again. He had Ole Miss losing to Georgia. He had USC losing to was that Washington last week, Coach. Yep, and Chan Man one and one. He went out on a limb. I was also crying after the Michigan game. Uh, you had Utah losing to. Wait, did Utah play Washington or Oregon? Wait, Oregon. I had an easy pick, and then Oregon we- is the one that beat USC, coach, right? Yes. Okay, and then Chandler, you had Washington beating Utah. You also had Penn State beating Michigan. Right. So you go one and one. So as we sit here now, the standings: Mag McCarthy, who started one and five on these top ten, top twenty-five picks, is now fourteen and eight. Man, what a he, he just quit messing around with us, and uh, he's, he's running away with it. I move up to eleven and eleven. Chandler moves down to eleven and eleven. So we're both five hundred. It's like that race at Atlanta Braves games. We're Frozone like gets uh, the freeze. Like, yeah, the freeze. He like get lets people. Frozone isn't that from? That, uh, that's from uh, Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, where is my super soup? <laughs> but that the, he lets them get a nice lead, yeah. and then he just catches up and ends up beating their arse. Because so. when when I think speed and running fast, I think of Mac McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. This is. Uh, let me let's ease into it. Uh, let's go top 25 first. And uh, I like these guys, but again, you got to know when to fold them. Uh, Kansas uh, was down to their third quarterback. Made a rally against <laughs> Texas Tech last week, but lost. I will take Kansas State to go to Kansas. Uh, does this rivalry have a name, Coach? You got like the Apple Cup and the Bedlam. Does this have a, a name? I don't know what it is, but uh, it does have a name. I'll Google that up. Give me K-State to knock off Kansas. Chandler, what's your top 25 team to lose? My top 25 team to lose is the Volunteers. Man, I hate to do this because I've made a pick with them, uh, including last year when I had them beating Alabama. But right now, uh, I have them losing at home to the Bulldogs. Georgia looking good. Uh, Coach Mack, your top 25 team to lose. Yeah, Tennessee's too too good a pick. I, I, I'm i very tempted to take uh, North Carolina because uh, I think Clemson's going to beat them, but, uh, but, the, but the lock is, uh, and the right pick by the Chan man is Tennessee. All right, I am going to say Washington's luck runs out. They have been flirting with disaster for weeks now, and these Pac-12 games, uh, I told you how much I like Arizona. I backed off of them last week because they were on the road and were favored and they barely came out with a win over colorado by the way my arizona wildcats do have a big they got utah uh this week but it's on at 230 i only like them if they're playing like at 10 45 at night so i'm ignoring that game i'm gonna go washington loses to oregon state 730 on abc that'll be a fun one in corvallis uh total is at 63 and a half so could be some fireworks give me washington to lose uh, to set up some more college football playoff scenarios and for Oregon to go ahead and bypass them, Coach, like I think will happen. Who you got, Coach Mack? 
I am gonna I'm gonna give you the shocker and uh, and let you all catch up a little bit. I'm taking Maryland over Michigan. Wow! Is that your Loxley of the week? <laughs> Boy, nobody liked that one. All right, Chandler, top ten. Uh, I'm going with you, Clip. Uh, I, Oregon State kind of puts a damper on Washington's hopes. Uh, I was looking at their schedule earlier, and you mentioned it that you know they have been walking the tightrope here uh, for quite some time now. You have to go all the way back to week four. Uh, that, that's the last time they won a football game by more than 10 points. So hmm. I think this is the week that they slip up uh, and at the hands of Oregon State. Chandler doing research. It only took you 12 weeks. <laughs> I'm starting to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Coach Mack, uh, you got uh, Virginia tonight against A&T. What's the uh, rest of your week looking like? Oh, gosh. I've got uh, Virginia Tech and Campbell tomorrow, another North Carolina school. And then I've got a uh, women's game on Thursday. And then I've got uh, the, the Wofford Bowl, Wofford at Virginia Tech on Sunday. Uh, and then um, trying to think, UNC Greensboro, another North Carolina school at Virginia Tech women on Monday. So five games in seven days and i'll throw in an nc state of virginia tech football game while i'm up there wow good that stuff is a busy busy schedule yes sir and uh an important game uh, with the acc standings there for the uh hokies and Wolfpack. coach mac thank you for joining us hope you can locate your phone and uh have a good call tonight man <laughs> thanks guys all right there is mac mccarthy joining us on the pirate radio live line uh jamie i think talking about max pick said that would definitely be a crazier pick to come true than eagles jets you know how awesome my jets over eagles pick was people are still talking about it and and saying that would be crazier than that pick or i mean they say it every week and we haven't seen one to eclipse it yet which means which just shows how awesome that pick was if anything is being compared to it's pretty special yeah and it's been it's been being compared to for quite some time. Who's the next Jordan? Who's yeah. the next LeBron? Who's the next Eagles Jets pick? Thank you for validating me and my pick, Jamie. Pick of the year. Although, and then like Sports Center's going to have you know how they have LeBron MJ debates. Yeah. They're going to have Jets over Jets. and Maryland Michigan debates. <laughs> Which one's the better pick? Stephen A is going to be screaming. All right, let's take a break. When we return, uh, we'll talk to Pete Medhurst from Navy, uh, and we'll we'll kind of reset in hour two with Mully, our Fleet Feet rundown. We got Bryce Williams. We got a giveaway. We got a lot to do on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live Women's Hoops tonight. I am scouring the internet for a line. If anybody can find me a uh, women's hoops line that is legit and a link that i can look at i'm gonna I'll, well, I'll make them our giveaway winner today is that cool with you shirley or do you not like that you okay with that first person that can find me a line wins our giveaway today that's how we're doing it so who wants it more who can find it give me that line back with you after this if this town it's just an apple. Let me take a hands like this all. Come on. Now everybody get up if you want to party with the fat boy. You know what I'm saying? Come on, come on. 
you're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership in the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. I knew this was going to happen. We've got two folks who have the line. John Moody on Facebook and X. Oh, wow. Joseph. Joseph got in before John. And we got Anthony on YouTube who drops me a five and a half. But John was on X, so I've got like a three-way tie. I'm going to need y'all to have a triple threat match. I guess we'll have to do a drawing to see who wins uh, between John, Anthony, and Joseph. I appreciate it. What you'll have to do is like get a virtual prize wheel, put their names on it, and let it spin. Okay. I don't know how to access that, but I've seen that. You know, people do like a pie chart with everybody's names in it and then it does like a prize wheel spin and then that's how you determine the winner mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i wonder if i can figure out how to do that wheel of names random picker all right here we go how do i uh don't ask me how to how to work it because i've never done it i've in- just seen it done entries oh okay and i can edit the names here all right, I think I can do this. So, uh, Joseph, John, and Anthony, I appreciate y'all's service. I haven't said the line yet. Have you seen it, Chandler, in the chat? Oh, my goodness. Did you smack your – oh, my gosh, did you do it again? Did you smack your face with the headphones? No, the uh, cord was under my seat. Um, Guess the line. Uh, I'm going to go – can I get some background on VCU? Do you have any? They are the Rams. Okay. They play in Richmond. All right. Virginia. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm starting to – those numbers are starting to form in my head. They – I used to call Jacksonville High School basketball in the early 2000s, and they had a player named Jamal Schuler, and he ended up going to VCU. Okay. Does that help you out at all? Um, They're jumbling in my head right now. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, guess? Oh, I didn't. I thought I was going to get like a record. Or no, I'm busy working on this wheel right now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to East Carolina. Give me them at six and a half. Y'all, look at this. Oh, you're close. It's five and a half. Oh. Anthony. It's still spinning. Anthony Joseph John. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't hit the spin yet. Oh. But can you? Uh, can you get this? Can you zoom in? So uh, they can see on. it? Yeah, hold on. Let me get the sky cam. All right, Joseph, Anthony, John, are y'all still with me? I'm about to do um, – I'm about to spin to see who wins today. This is cool. We're going to have to start using this wheel more often. Wheelofnames.com. CL says, can you use VCU in a sentence? <laughs> what is its uh, country of origin? What's the origin? <laughs> 
all right chandler let me know when you're ready all right. and we're gonna have today's winner crap i meant to get to this uh p medhurst interview it's long <laughs> but i got right. tied up i'm so excited hold about this up. new spin thing hold it up how are we looking you really can't read the names but can you can you say what? all right john is blue joseph is red anthony is yeller all right so if i hold it up like this yes you can you can at least see it you just can't see what the names are but you have explained what name correlates with what color all right i'm gonna hit the spin ready yep go all right it's spinning oh this is exciting <laughs> is it slowing down yes and who do we got uh, oh it lands in red that's joseph all right joseph oaks congratulations oh that's cool it says we have a winner joseph that's awesome okay so uh where was joseph uh posting his line was that youtube facebook facebook okay book, book of faces i need joseph to private message pirate radio's uh page i need his address mailing address and phone number please would you like any additional background on joseph because i do have some information here chandler uh superintendent at eastern virginia agricultural research and extension center at virginia tech college of agriculture and life sciences my goodness he studied at bob jones university oh bob jones bob jones congratulations joseph you are our winner wasn't that a restaurant bob evans oh bob evans oh, okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> All right. I knew there was a bob in there somewhere. Anthony, I appreciate you, uh, your help, and John, you as well. But unfortunately, you guys are losers, big fat losers, G- giant losers. But thank y'all, appreciate your uh, your help today on the show. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. We get you ready for Saturday. Talk some Navy football with. Uh, one of my favorite guests I like talking sports with him here on the show he is pete medhurst play-by-play voice of the naval academy amongst his other duties pete how you doing today man clip always good to be with you buddy and um you know i mean there's a lot worse places you can be than annapolis uh, <laughs> in november so wouldn't mind being in greenville either that's a pretty good place to be this time of the year too no doubt about it, and uh, especially this week, Pete, because the Pirates are finally coming off a win. It has been a struggle down here in Greenville this year uh, when it comes to winning football games, but East Carolina picks up the victory over FAU. Uh, let's get an update on where this Navy team is. Uh, both teams coming in off a win. Uh, Navy rolling up 31 against UAB in a win uh, on Saturday. So, Pete, how are the, uh, the middies looking heading into this contest? Yeah, I guess we could say the same about both teams. Just happy to get a victory. I mean, two teams that are used to, and two programs used to winning more games than uh, they have right now. And you know, the big the big thing I think for both of them is winning breeds a little confidence, and it makes you want to go play the next week. So I think that's the that's the big thing. You know, at this time of the year, when you you, you take a look at, at at teams like these, that you know, Navy still mathematically has something to play for. Um, they've got a chance to get to a bowl game. Can't get to six wins without getting to five, so that means you've got to beat East Carolina first. And, uh, you know, more importantly, I think for each team, though, Clip, just winning a game, man. I mean, your coaches are in there constantly telling you, you know, we got to do this, we got to do that, you know, we got to keep working hard, things of that nature. And when you're losing, it's harder and harder 
you know, to listen to that message. I mean, we see it constantly in college football when teams start to go south, man, it, it really can go south on you. But it's credit to both teams for uh, answering the bell uh, last week. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, that, that FAU group, man, it, it is, you talk about Jekyll, and I think FAU and UAB, both opponents for each team last week, are the perfect epitome of Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> I mean, one week they put up 45, and the next week they almost look like they didn't prepare uh, for the game at hand. And, you know, I think Navy uh, caught a UAB team last week that for some reason decided it wanted to play smash-mouth football with Navy. And I don't know if you're going to win many games trying to play smash-mouth football with Navy, but that that was the way they chose to go, and the league's number one passing offense at 303 a game um, acted like they were the league's number one rushing offense hmm. last week in terms of their play calling, and um, I thought made it even easier for Navy uh, on Saturday, quite frankly. Pete Medhurst joining us. Pete, one question on the, the, the bowl and, and, and getting the six wins. So Jason Nichols, uh, he's done a great job with us all season long on our pre- and post-game. Uh, former Pirate, former Pirate coach. He coached at Army last year. And uh, yesterday he was talking about Army-Navy and that game being on December 9th. So let's say Navy has, you know, five wins going into that game. They uh, they get their sixth and a win over Army, but the bowls have been announced at that point, right? So what are the what are the bowl implications if Navy goes into the Army Navy game with uh, with five wins? Uh, they're out, man. Uh, plain and simple, they got to be they got to have six wins before uh, that game. So that means they got to win this week, and somehow they got to muster up a win against one of the league's best teams in SMU. So that's uh, that's the reality uh, for Navy right now. And yeah, you know, I mean that's part of it's one of the you know, there was times where you could wait. We've had bowls wait, uh, you know, before. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, now, I mean, it's pretty much not the case. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if anything, like, if, if for some reason teams mathematically, um, you know, there weren't enough bowl-eligible teams, I don't know if they would wait for Navy in a rare situation like that or just turn to one of the five and seven teams that has, um, you know, the, the good GPA. Obviously, James Madison gets a bowl spot at that point. If there are not enough bowl-eligible teams, um, they are allowed to then take one of those bowl spots uh, if, there are, if there isn't a team eligible. So that's, that's another piece of the math in there. But uh, obviously for Navy, um, you'd rather not be in this position at this time of the year. But uh, right now, that's the one that they're in. But, you know, like I said, they're not looking past uh, ECU to get to SMU because it does. Like I said, if you don't get to five, you can't get to six. So getting to five right now is the main goal coming up this week. And P, while we're on the topic, uh, brought up Army Navy. Uh, the the thoughts there for the folks uh, in Annapolis on Army joining the American. Is that do you like the move? Do you like it uh, as it's always been traditionally playing Air Force and Army non conference? Uh, what what's the the take there? I mean, I, I mean, look. It, the league, you want high-profile programs in the league. You want programs that are going to bring people to your ball yard. Army travels well. Their people show up. The Texas schools are going to uh, certainly see uh, a great uh, resurgence because yeah. both Navy and Army have a lot of kids from Texas on the roster. Usually both schools are up over 20 in terms of that category. So that uh, not only that, but you got alumni all over the state of Texas um, You know, from both of these places. So you're going to... The Texas schools, I think, are really going to see a significant, you know, influx of people when Army and or Navy uh, come to their stadium. So 
that's that's the one thing that Army also brings that that, that Navy does as well. And I mean, I, I think we understood the reality of it. You know, we understood that everybody's got to find a home. And you know, I mean, I'm sure Army is tired of the schedule that they're playing. Their their fans have to be tired of the schedule that they're playing. I mean, they're losing a home to UMass and teams like that. So you know, they, they if you're going to lose, you'd rather play you play for higher stakes. I mean, essentially, they're not playing for anything every year. Air Force is playing for a Mountain West championship. Right. Navy is playing for an American championship. Army's only playing to beat Army. I mean, Army's schedule really only matters two games right now, <laughs> Air Force and Navy. That's it. That's really the only two games that matter on their schedule uh, when you're an independent like that. So it, it gives them something to play for now uh, in terms of a league championship. So I think that, that you know, that, that will they will be better this time than they were the last time. They're much better equipped to join a league this time than they were the last time when they got smoked in Conference USA and Todd Barry was trying to run, like, you know, some form of spread. And, you know, uh, I, I mean, it just it, it didn't work. They were not equipped to play in that league at that time. I think they're much better equipped right now. Pete Medhurst joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Pete, uh, talk to Mike Houston and some players today. We'll hear from defensive coordinator coming up on Wednesday. But uh, heard similar and different things about this Navy offense. So Mike Houston said they're not the same as they've always been. Uh, and then ECU linebacker Taylor Jackson said the last couple weeks they've been under center more, and it looks like more of the old Navy. So can you kind of split the difference here, Pete? What, what What is this Navy offense right now? And for Pirate fans that watch the game Saturday, how much will it look like it did when Kenny Amatololo was the head coach? Um, I'd tell them to put the film back on again. Um, <laughs> Xavier Irwin has been out of the gun a lot. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, split backs out of the gun. Um, we've been very creative uh, as of late. And, you know, that's the with, – with Xavier at quarterback, as fans saw in his 50-yard run the other day, I mean, my man was, you know, within 50 yards, top speed, just over 20 miles an hour running down the field. And we've got – I mean, Cliff, we've got guys right now offensively that came into this year that you didn't know about. They were on the scout team, most of them, last year. Maybe they shouldn't have been because Eli Heidenreich – Alex Tesco, Brandon Chapman in the open field. These dudes are running away from people. You know, they're not getting caught. I mean, they're running away and they are alone when they get to the end zone. And I think what we've discovered and, and I, you know, give our offensive staff a little bit of credit, you know, they realize, Hey, these are, these are our best playmakers. We've got to get the ball in their hands more. And these guys have been terrific in the open field and space and, They've got legitimate big-time speed, and uh, they've created some big explosive plays for us. I mean, we don't win the Charlotte game without two explosive plays from Tesca and uh, Heinrich in that game. So I think the fact that uh, we've d- discovered some playmakers, it's helped us. Our line has kind of settled things for the moment at quarterback because he's healthy. I mean, we've been so beat up at the quarterback position this year, it's almost been not fair. Uh, we're the only team in the country that has started four quarterbacks, so – um, I think X has brought a, a nice element uh, to it. And, you know, when our defense, our defense, man, they played clip, they couldn't have played better for a month. We just didn't compliment them on offense. So if we compliment the, the defense with the offense like that, you know, we're a much better club. We play, we get closer to playing a complete game. So that's uh, ultimately, uh, you know, what, what you try to play every week, you try to play a complete game on all phases. And, you know, we just haven't done that very much this year, but Saturday, I thought we did a much better job of that. 
Boy, the offense not complimenting the defense really hits home, Pete. That has been the issue for the Pirates all year long, even in the win against FAU. I needed five field goals to win that game. The offense usually puts up about a touchdown and then says, all right, defense, you do the rest. That worked against FAU. It didn't work against Tulane, Pete, when uh, the Pirates only gave up 13 points and lost the game. It didn't work against Charlotte when the Pirates gave up 10 points and lost the game. So it is, uh, you'll see it firsthand, this offense, is a struggle right now, and that concerns me because, hell, even last year with Holden Aylers and Keaton Mitchell and Isaiah Winstead and CJ and all the guys we lost, Navy's defense was able to, for the most part, shut East Carolina down offensively. So uh, I don't know what kind of game we're going to see. The Vegas has the total uh, in the very low 30s, uh, so it might not be the offensive fireworks we have seen in some of these meetings. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that part does concern me because, like I said, even good East Carolina offenses have struggled struggled against Newberry's defenses in the past. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think, too, I mean, I think the encouraging thing for East Carolina the last couple of weeks has been the defense. I mean, you know, Michael Pratt and Tulane, that's a pretty good group. Um, and like I said, this FAU team have been percolating uh, for the most part offensively, a minimum. We all know what Tom Herman's offenses are usually capable of uh, because of his previous tenure in the American. But, I mean, I, I think you got to give – I mean, look, you got to go give – you know, Barker and, and Davis, uh, Julius Wood. I mean, you got to give those guys some credit. Um, you know, Revel, I mean, they, they you got to give those guys credit. They played, you know, uh, pretty good ball. I mean, you know, Johnson and Stevens uh, gave them a, a, an excellent element uh, in the pass rushing category. I mean, they got after Florida Atlantic. So that's, to me, that's the encouraging thing is, yeah. is that you you have a unit that you can point at right now and say it's playing really good defense, and 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 that's that's the encouraging thing. Like I said, man, when you got a team that's only got a couple of wins, most of the players have checked out. But this defensive group is not. They're they're still playing with a lot of pride, um, you know. And and, and you know, I mean, it, your problem is the same as ours. I mean, you've had a revolving door quarterback, and no one's really taken command of the position and said, "Hey, follow me. Let's go. I'm gonna." I'm going to be the guy um, that that takes over this position. I mean, they did show the confidence in in having Flynn throw it 30 times last week, which you know I mean, it tells you a little bit. At least they believe that the guy can do you know something for him. But um, I'll be I'll be interested to see how this game uh, plays out this week. I mean, look, the one thing you've been able to count on most of the year, um, if you're an under player, is Iowa, the service <laughs> academies. Um, East Carolina. Yeah, uh, I mean, there have been a lot of teams you can count on in the under category uh, in most of these games so far this year because the patterns, for the most part, have everything. Yep, I had to look at it yesterday too, Pete, just to see where Iowa was this week. And uh, yeah, they are even lower. Oh, it looks like it's gone up a little bit. It's 30 and a half. I'm pretty sure it was in the 20s when I checked it yesterday. Illinois and Iowa. Hey, it was 28 and a half last week against Rutgers and it's been under. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just crazy stuff. Uh, we will be with you on the air 8 a.m. bright and early Saturday morning on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Then after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And Pete, I know you're aware of that program and on saturdays i am trying to talk people off the ledge about firing everybody and then on sundays i become one of those callers and i'm screaming at the tv to fire ron rivera and jack del rio so i get it (laughs) i I understand it uh how about uh what's going on there 
uh, in Landover with Washington. They uh, kind of classic Ron Rivera hovering around 500. Uh, it was a good game against Seattle. Defense kind of let them down at the end, but uh, I was entertained that game. Sam Howell looked great, but do you think there uh, that we'll see coaching changes in Washington after this season? Uh, I, I think I think that's a that is that's a that's about as reliable as Iowa unders. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any question. You're going to see some form of change there, whether it's the enemy or someone coming in from the outside. I don't think we're going to – I think for sure we're definitely going to see a change. Yeah. I mean, look, the one thing they are establishing, I mean, and I, I, I said it too, I mean, I I am really into the college personnel thing. I mean, I talk about it on the air a lot. I, and a couple guys that I'm, I think I'm being proven right on, Keaton Mitchell, Tank Dell, who played at Houston, yeah. two very good American players. And I said, when Sam Howell was drafted in the fifth round, that he was an absolute theft. An absolute <laughs> theft that he lasted until the fifth round. If he's two inches taller, Clip, he's going early second day at minimum. Hmm. And he's proving right now um, that the more you throw at him, the more he can handle it because the enemy's asking him to throw the ball an awful lot. They've almost disdained the run, kind of like – I mean, look, here's the thing that gets me about what's happening in Washington right now. You wanted somebody, everybody wants to have the Kansas City offense, right? Yeah. So you go get a guy that brings you the Kansas City offense, and he's running the Kansas City offense. Everybody's like, well, we're not running the ball a lot. Well, Kansas City doesn't run the ball a lot either. Yeah. Their offense. So don't say you want the Kansas City offense if, you know, if you want to run the ball a lot, because that's not what it is. And Sam is handling all of that responsibility uh, right now. And I think, you know, you look at the last couple of weeks, they have fixed up the offensive line. They made a couple of minor detailed changes there with, you know, Chris Paul going over uh, to left guard and Larson playing center, and they've been better. And Sam's sack rate, which was just alarming for the first seven weeks of the season, has been better uh, the last couple of weeks. So, that's also a very positive sign um, for Sam as well as he's cut down on the sacks. And then obviously they've had, uh, I think offensively at minimum, a lot more success. The problem is now, you know, defensively, uh, you, you know, when you need a stop, they just don't get it. Yeah. And that's, that's the reality of it. Pete Medhurst joining us, Pete, uh, on Sunday. I'm watching Red Zone, and then there's some games where a score will will get to two possessions or whatever, and you just kind of check out. And Baltimore-Cleveland was one of those games, took the trash off, kind of was doing other stuff, came back to Red Zone. And I'm like, how in the what, – what happened? What did I miss? Uh, how, I, I really felt like one slip away, I slipped away from the Ravens there on Sunday. And, and, boy, Keaton, great early in the game. Didn't see much of him there after that, though. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I do the Ravens halftime and post game. They should be undefeated. The three games they've lost, they've given away. They were in control ahead and just didn't slam the door shut yeah. and didn't finish. Um, they're good. I think they're really good. Uh, defensively, they're terrific. They ran out of gas on defense a little bit the other day. Deshaun Watson, not with his arm, but with his legs, made some plays and extended, you know, drives. And did some real positive things, and because he was uh, Deshaun Watson is nowhere near this two hundred thirty nine million dollar quarterback that they yeah. uh, they signed him to. They ruined the Browns ruined the NFL by signing him to that contract because every other team now is signing their quarterbacks to the similar contracts, and they're realizing, oh wait a minute, we're not getting the production 
you know, for the amount of money that we've, we've paid these people. And that's, that's the problem. And it's all Cleveland's fault. If Cleveland signs Watson to a more reasonable deal, um, you know, you, you've got more reasonable deals. I mean, Herbert, Herbert and the Chargers, um, you know, Herbert's doing his job fine, but as a team, it's not translating to wins. So, I mean, you can pay all these guys all the money that you want. You know, Burroughs' team is 5-4, and four, you know, going into a huge game Thursday night with the Ravens um, in Baltimore. So, you know, we're, we're paying these guys, you know, like ha- half the cost of the franchise, it seems. And unfortunately, you're not getting the results. And everybody goes, oh, wait a minute, we gave this guy $240 million. Why, why aren't we, you know, 8-1? and one? Well, you know, the, the money you need to get the rest of the roster up to that point um, isn't there. But I'll give Cleveland credit. I mean, Jim Schwartz done a hell of a job with the defense. Uh, that defense has been pretty good. And, and look, they caught lightning in a bottle the other day, too. I mean, Lamar throws the ball, gets tapped up in the air, Greg Newsom intercepts it, and runs it back for a touchdown. So, I mean, that's those are the kind of bounces that you get, um, you know, when things are going for you. And Cleveland, I mean, gives Stefanski a lot of credit, man. He's, he's doing a good job there. Uh, keeping them together, that whole division though is tough, man. I mean, you, you you go into any game with any of those four teams on Sunday, yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna feel it. Um, you know, when you hit that cold tub uh, on uh, Sunday night, no doubt, no doubt. Pete Medhurst joining us. You can follow him on Twitter. Great Twitter follow. Talking all sports uh, at Pete Medhurst. And Pete uh, could do this for hours. We'll let you run so you can save your voice for all the other duties you have. Uh, can you can you give us uh, your your current? Uh, day-to-day duties, Pete, play-by-play voice for Navy. You mentioned the Ravens. What else uh, What else do you do? Uh, I've got um, – tonight I've got Rosecroft Raceway where I'm the harness racing track announcer there. And um, let's see. Let's see. That should that, – that, you, you got it pretty much covered uh, from there. I mean, now the Navy basketball is underway. Yeah. We're doing double duty. I guess uh, Nats baseball when that's in season, right? Yep. Nats uh, postgame when that's in season. Uh, we just had a Veterans Classic. Uh, you know, we had Charleston uh, up at Annapolis to play. Um, you know, Pat Kelsey's team, weird game. Fell behind 22-5, had the lead at halftime, but then uh, Duquesne ended up running him out of the building uh, in the second half uh, there. Good to see ECU's basketball product uh, yeah. on the rebound, I think, on the way up. So uh, we'll see how well they do. Uh, I think in a, in, a, in a weird American, now that UConn uh, is out of it, um, you know, and and Houston's gone to the Big Twelve. It's a it's a weird American all of a sudden. There's opportunity uh, for a lot of teams now, and uh, we'll see. Uh, and, and look, I think with East Carolina's location, man, I talk about this all the time. With East Carolina, East Carolina's location, they can recruit. I think I call it the five hour rule. Think of five hours from their campus. You draw a circle five hours from their campus. They should be able to find plenty of basketball players. Um, to come down there and play. I mean, I know for a fact, because uh, my son's coached college basketball for seven years now, and he recruits the DMV, and he's well entrusted with all the, you know, AAU programs here in the DMV. I mean, East Carolina could come up here, and even if you get the second-layer kids from, you know, like the DeMathas, the Gonzagas, right. uh, and all the Baltimore private schools, man, you, you, you'd have enough basketball players to go win a lot of basketball games i mean uconn's done it uconn recruits this area the best player was from uh you know dematha and uh, that's why they're winning basketball games and 
Uh, I don't see why a school like East Carolina can't come up here and do the same thing. Yeah, UConn recruits East Carolina as well, Pete. Uh, one of their best players is Tristan Newton. <laughs> so, um, they do. <laughs> Mike Schwartz trying to crack the code, and uh, yeah, we we uh, like what we're seeing so far from this Pirate basketball team. Pete, always enjoy, man. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again down the road. Have a great call on Saturday. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. All right, there he is. Pete Medhurst joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's take a break, come back, wrap up hour number one, get you set for hour two, where we will talk to the Mully Man and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Now, everybody, get up if you want to party with the fat boy. You know what I'm saying? Come on, come on. All right, listen. Check it, check it, check it. I want a girl with extensions in her hair. Bamboo earrings, at least two pairs. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio live uh kenny said who was that player that joe buck and troy aikman were talking about last night i think i know who they were talking about they're talking about although they were calling them mcmillian mcmillian that's the way it's spelled i i actually looked at the pronunciation guide from the uh and it's not on there the only the first names on there i'm just going by what he was called here for all those years well i mean we've never messed up anybody's name or anything or in eastern north carolina Joe Buck, are you saying Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are above us when it comes to knowing names? Maybe. I'm saying no. No? No. Look at the spelling, though. I know it's got the double L's and the... And the double I's, or the bookend I's. Private I's. Mully knew the words to that tune. Oh, yeah, man. Well, yes. That's that's that actor, right? That's the actor from... uh, What is L.O.? What was that? That was Round the Way Girl, L.O. Cool J. Oh, okay. Yes. That would be the one. Are no. you not familiar with that song clip? Nah. Really? What? No. I mean, I know a little bit of LL. That's a classic era. That is a classic, rap. classic one. Yeah, my sons know those. Unfortunately, I knew doing it and doing it and doing it well. Yeah, <laughs> this is way before that one. Well, that would explain why I don't know it as well. I don't know. I think the doing it, doing it, doing it well was the follow-up to having met the roundaway girl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a story. Uh, it's cyclical. Yeah, yeah yes. it, the whole the whole album, if you will. Well, who did his mom tell to knock out? Mama said, "Knock you out." Yeah, yeah. So he's like, his mom told. So him that to would knock be like who? me talking. To you saying, "Mama said, knock you out." So I'm gonna have to knock you out. Correct. Mama said. My question is, who did his mama? tell ll to knock out whoever he was uh, talking to the, the guy that uh was dating uh the girl the girl <laughs> in hey lover 
Okay. <laughs> wow. This is, I need a storyboard. Yes, you need a storyboard. All, all right. And just before he was going to knock him out, <coughs> he was telling him he's bad. Yep. Oh, he was bad. And Michael Jackson was bad. No, he too? was a little better than Michael Jackson. All right. Well, How funny because though, that he and Ice and these guys end up being actors i know isn't that crazy that, that is wild especially ice t because coming from where he came from oh, no. and you know i mean he was the well, he epitome was in, uh, he was in svu yes he was detective tutuola so you trying to tell me because every time he comes on screen is a question so you trying to tell me <laughs> that his dna doesn't match his di- the crime scene i was a big svu guy yeah i, like it, nice I mean ice I'd, cube became like ice a cube, comedy yeah. family yeah. actor and they were they were the epitome they were the ogs of gangster rap back in the you know late 80s which tells you they're all just actors i guess right no i uh, mean they're entertainers like ice yeah. cube like listen to him do no vaseline and then go watch a comedy i don't the same yeah, dude i don't th- watch well, him do i think the- that's just a maturation process of a person that realizes i can make a pretty good living over here as well Yep. And I'll use my skill set accordingly. There you mm-hmm. go. All right. Well done. I uh, do want to mention this. We'll take a break. Uh, give you the latest on Zay Jones, uh, former Pirate, current Jaguar receiver Zay Jones, arrested Monday, charged with misdemeanor domestic battery after an argument with the mother of his child allegedly resulted in an injury to her neck, according to an arrest and booking report. This on ESPN.com. So, um, well, I've got uh, the stories that I've read so far. I've been able to piece together what happened. Apparently, uh, this young lady and Zay have a child together. Um, they don't live in the same town. She lives in Orlando. He lives in Jacksonville. And apparently, the mother of the child, Zay had the child. The mother came to pick the child up and said, I'm taking the child back to Orlando. They got into an argument. And apparently, she was wearing a piece of jewelry around her neck that Zay grabbed and yanked off of her neck. And when, so she, of course, called the authorities. So when the authorities arrived, they noticed the scratches on her neck due to the chain. And uh, so that's where the arrest took place. Um, I was able to watch the court proceeding this morning. And uh, he was released under his own recognizance, but he has a court date sometime in December. Well, none of this is any good for anybody. So just passing along the news uh, on Zay Jones, uh, another former pirate with much better news, Jaquan McMillan was the first play of the game. Very Very first first play of the game. Yeah. Uh, Stripped and recovered. Yes. Yes. Well, he didn't strip it. He just yanked it out of that dude's hand. Well, that would also be called stripping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just took it and if you want to call it a yanking i'll call it a yanking yeah well he said give me that and then he ran away (laughs) and the broncos end up winning that game wild finish last night as they win it over the bills on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck all right let's get a break in we'll come back uh and talk to mully we've got the wig we've got the payments so here's what we're gonna do we're just gonna tease it today we got to cut this baby down but next week Mike Mullis and our Thanksgiving Spectacular Edition of Pi Radio Live will be wearing a Mark Davis wig during his entire appearance. So thank you to Chad, Jamie, CL, Eric M, Eric M, and Steve who contributed, and uh, you guys made this happen. And uh, we'll, we're going to do it next week. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour two, Pi Radio Live. Back with you after this. 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like The Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now a part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join DriveHereNow.com. Get car shopping today and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and a proud supporter of the Pirates. Now let's head back into PR. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Got a lot of immaturity going on in the YouTube chat. That's all right. Trying to class it up here with Mike Mullis. Ken Dorsey fired by the Bills after their performance last night. And they're, what, 5-5 five and five now? Yep. Man. 2-4 and four in the last six games. They started the season 3-1. and one. We were talking about their window yesterday about the McDermott Allen digs window and how it seems to be closing and is there like is the pinnacle of their success in this era going to be not getting the ball in overtime in the Chiefs game in the playoffs like that that epic back and forth that that game and then of course like the Stefan Diggs started the I'm going to stare at them celebrating and the confetti falling and then people were like, oh, man, next year is going to be the year that they come out and they just dominate. And it's just been a decline since that uh, since that crazy game that changed things in playoff football. Is there a more tortured fan base than the Bills? Man. I mean, they've been Four to straight? the top of the mountain and can't quite get it done. And then they get Josh Allen and he looks like the second coming. And this is going to be the you know the generation of the, the Bills' legacy and uh, creation of a dynasty. And it's been... Far less, far less than that. I, so what's worse, like the Lions never getting there, or the Bills? No, getting I think, there? man, I think to get to get that close that many times in a row is yeah. got to be torture. That's more tor- torture. Yeah. There's another word for what the Lions are, but torture would be getting that close. You know what? And I mean, boy, the Lions are easy to cheer for right now. I mean, they just you know, interesting. Dan Campbell being mentioned for the uh, Mississippi State job, or I'm sorry, the Texas A&M job. Oh, I don't want him to go to college. No, me neither. Me neither. But isn't it funny? It seems like the NFL is more pure than college football. Like that, I, I don't want Campbell to get all up in all that, all tainted, the nastiness tainted, of tainted by being uh, in college football. Yeah, everything's like flip flopped. It seems like. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. What do they do? I mean, Chandler mentioned Elko's name. Is Texas A&M, do they think they're too big to bring back, to bring Elko? Well, I, I was trying to think, okay, who's the next uh, Dion? Who's the next, you know, marquee sports superstar, uh, uh, you know, persona that goes in there and then brings, you know, tries to build a staff around them and just recruits off of uh, off a of name credit. Do you like Tebow or Peyton Manning or something? Yeah, Peyton Manning maybe more than Tebow. I don't know if Tebow would appeal to the uh, to the younger kids. I but I don't. 
I don't know. I, I was literally trying to think, all right, you know, who's Johnny Manziel? Ch- mean, Chad Ochocinco? Oh, yeah, well, and I was trying to think, okay, A&M ties. Okay. So that's kind of Manziel. You could go... Uh, Mike Evans retires and takes over? I don't know. Um, what was the uh, linebacker's name to play for the Cowboys? Uh, like... A Polynesian American guy. Uh, that win? That win. Number wow, nine. Wow, nice throwback there. Number nine. He was one of my favorite players watching him, you know, grow up because, man, he got after it. That win. Okay. He was kind of a, a tweener, right? Like he was a linebacker at AM, but they kind of tried to move him more to safety and that kind of thing in the NFL didn't really work out because he was just. He, he, he just, was like four foot eight. He wasn't quite big enough. Yeah. But he was a. Um, he had high motor guy, Molly. He was a baller. He yep. was a baller indeed. By the way, speaking of the Bills and uh, Trayvon Diggs, not really helping things out uh-huh. with his tweets. Why? I mean, I haven't seen this. Uh, he said last night after the game, Trayvon Diggs, who's out for the year, right? Yes. With Dallas, said, "Man, fourteen, got to get up out of there." And then said something about said, "Let's not forget, he didn't start going off till Bro got there." Ooh. talking about allen so Boy. this is helping absolutely nobody but hey that's uh what you want to do go for it power of social media i was kind of surprised Diggs didn't have a meltdown last night after having what two catches in the game three maybe yeah. didn't I, help me out last night i know i mean usually in those games he's got 10 to 12 catches last night they didn't look at him hardly they kept giving it to cook who kept fumbling how about he was dribbling down the field I, I've, I've never seen a bounce tap here. That was some rugby stuff. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, Bills lose last night. They uh, dropped to five and five. Standings, at least playoff standings in the AFC. <laughs> How about CJ Stroud? Can't wait to talk to Tony Dunn. He was talking MVP on Friday, and I was giving him the Heisman. No, no. And now that is a national discussion. CJ Stroud with the. Uh, uh, playoff with the MVP. Uh, so Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville is a division leader. Miami's a division leader. Steelers, Browns, Texans. So teams you would have out would be the Bengals, uh, Bills, Chargers. Uh, you'd have some, and, and everybody was talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back to the playoffs for the Jets. Of course, they'd be out as well because yeah. they cannot score any points. I think the Bengals will, of those teams, the Bengals will be okay. Yeah, they had a bad loss uh, against the Texans yep. on uh, Sunday. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But all of a sudden, those losses aren't quite as bad because, I mean, maybe they're a little better than anybody thought going in. But, uh, yeah, I think the Bengals, will, you know, they'll kind of play their way back into it. How about Packers-Steelers game? That was disgusting. Yeah, about according to plan, not a ton of offense. Yeah, but Steelers get Steelers have been outgained. I want to say every game this season. I think all but one, something like that. <laughs> and there's six and three. Yep. I, you know, again, I, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, all right, I'm, this is going to be my day, whether or not I'm, I'm like, I'm in on this Jordan Love guy or not. Okay. And I'll tell you what drove me the most crazy, other than his play, was the terrible puns that the announcers use. Love finds a way, and I mean, it's just one after the other. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. You know, we get it. Um, they're easy to do early in the year, but aren't we far enough along now yeah. that we just let's just take it for what it is? Uh, but man, he just it, again terribly inconsistent. He he to me was is like the epitome of a backup quarterback. Really, twenty one of forty, two touchdowns, two picks, and one love. pick was you know kind of a late 
garbage. And then the pick in the end zone was a deflection. So it was a pretty good, you know, little tip drill there that, that yeah. Pittsburgh pulled off. So, uh, but yeah, it's just, I mean, they're, they're kind of hard to watch. And again, came out of the gate looking pretty good, but it, um, you know, it didn't take long, take long for them to show up. I'll tell you, he's not a backup quarterback, Sam Howell. No. That dude can sling it. He can. He was pretty good. I just wish he uh, had a little help on the defensive side right now. It's kind of crazy to say with Washington, you thought they'd have a good defense going into this year. They don't. i tell you what's helping Pittsburgh out this year. They're tied for first with uh, turnovers uh, with 18 total takeaways this year. So, Getting nice. it done on that side of the ball. So I heard a little bit yesterday, um, and Chan, you know, not to reopen the wound, but I guess to open the wound. Bryce Young or Frank Reich, which one do you get rid of? Frank Reich. Yeah? Well, you can't get rid of Bryce Young, I guess, no, so that's you, that you're stuck there. If Again, you had the choice to, I'd still go Frank Reich. You know, I know I know I I made a mistake on the uh on the uh the, the, the dunk call by Corey and we were happy quick to kind of reemphasize the fact that I made that mistake. But we have not brought up the fact that as soon as they hired Frank Reich, I'm like, why are they hiring a retread of a guy that just got fired? Okay. You wanna take a win on that one? Yes, if you don't mind. Take it, because I uh, I like the hire. I was wrong on that. You know, the only reason I could figure out that they hired him was because his brother's the football coach at friggin' Winget, and that's so loose. I mean, that's that's super weak sauce. But I like what what else? How is that? How is so that? He was the coordinator idea? of the Eagles when Super they won the Super Bowl, right? and that he got had, him some some props. He had a winning record in in Indianapolis for five years. It was like 40, 33 and one. Um, of course, couldn't get it done in the playoffs. They finally just made a decision to let him go. Um, but but he got fired I, midseason, right? This one after the playoffs, he got fired midseason his last year. Right? Yeah, he did. Oh, because they went to Jeff Saturday. Yeah, because that was my, that was not. You know what? They were I, like, "You're so bad. We're gonna give it to a guy that doesn't even do this. Doesn't I, coach." I, I um I'm okay with a guy getting fired at the end of the year. Like that happens. It's a whole different deal to me when somebody gets fired midseason or at any point in an active season. It's kind of like. It's kind of like in baseball, you take your left fielder out in the middle of an inning. That means he did something egregiously wrong. Yeah, but it, it came from Jim Irsay. I was about to say, it's Jim Irsay kind of is the owner. Deal. He's insane. So, I don't know. Is this real? This tweet, uh, I'm going to show Mully first, and then I'll show you, Chandler. So, that's uh, when he got hired, Mully. Oh, that he, he aged 10 like years? There? Yeah. Okay, and then from this week... <laughs> Wow. Looks, is that real? I don't know. I, I saw it. It's like it looks like he's aged ten years. That picture looks like it's from Jailbird. I know it does. Good gracious. Did he stop coloring? It goes his, with his sweatshirt. Did he stop coloring his hair or did his hair just really turn from black to white overnight? That's I need I don't know if that's real. Everything I see on the internet, I assume it's fake until otherwise. And well, and that is a safe assumption and a good way to live life. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, but it, it's pretty, pretty been a pretty stressful, I would say, run for Frank I mean, Reich. That so doesn't far. surprise me at all. Tony Dunn said Friday he thinks he is a one and done coach. I don't see how you bring him back. Hmm. Now the problem is, what kind of boneheaded move will the Panthers make next on the coach? That's the thing. I mean, we could talk about keeping them. We can talk about firing them. I'm getting to the point now with David Tepper, and I, I feel like there's a long way to go with your hatred for Dan Snyder in Washington. No, you can't even bring that up. Snyder was that's there why I kinda, years. That's why I kind of pumped the brakes. But like David whatever. Tepper, I just don't trust anything that he does. I, have you seen the, the, the record or the, uh, the, the coaches that he's fired? 
when it comes to his soccer team, when it comes to the coaches that he's had. No. Uh, with the, there's been about five or six firings uh, between the teams that that you know he, well, he owns. If all the so, hires were as good as Frank Reich, you needed to fire him. The problem is there needs to be fewer hires. That means you've hired one guy that's worked. Right. Sounds like to me Tepper's great at firing bad coaches. That's right. He just can't hire. <laughs> Maybe they should bring he, another guy he, yeah. in to hire the coach. He's, he's not a very good talent evaluator, apparently. I, I mean, it's it's bad and bryce young i mean i poor guy like i don't know whether he to think he's just terrible or it's bad i mean obviously how much does a this is a stupid question right like how much does a gm or anybody else in that in the operation have say on coaches i would think i would think that would be at the discretion i mean imagine that question the answer to that question is not going to be the same for the cowboys as it is for right because terry jones will make the call that's right but a lot of organizations i would think the gm would have everything to do with who you're like the owner of the lions that old lady or the bears or whatever is not making those hires no she's i mean she obviously has to sign off but yeah you know she's she's leaning on the folks that make those calls yeah but with the panthers it's more hands-on with the with the, you know with yeah. David Tepper. So, uh, usually you're like, all right, let's go ahead, let's make the the decision to let him go. Cannot wait to see what we do going forward. What what decision can we make? And as a Panthers fan, and what we've seen the past four or five years under the ownership of David Tepper, you're afraid of change and you're afraid of what he's going to do. But you because know, he hasn't done anything right since he's been in Carolina. That's the problem. Is it's not been just change purely. It's the correct change. It's yeah. not. It, it's some of his stuff. It almost feels like. Uh, change for the sake of change like let me show you how smart i am i'm gonna hire matt rule who you know was, was atrocious mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna hire frank reich who gets fired halfway through his season he's in yeah. it, it none of it is like very logical he's not taking any proven paths like hey let's go after and i will give you frank reich has a lot more credibility at the nfl level than uh matt rule did at the time and, and yeah. even now but still it's such a questionable hire and then th- we're going to make all these trades to trade up to pick a quarterback that that at the time you go, you know, he's going to be a good pro quarterback, but it's against the model of what that – in other words, there's no calculation. It's almost like let me overcoach and overthink this thing and show you how smart I am and I'm going to make – so if he hires Reich and Young comes in and he's having, you know, a rookie of the year type year, then David Tepper's ego is getting exactly what he wants. What happens is he's making too many bad decisions with that same ego. I mean, he, I, I really think David Tepper had his guy on the sidelines last year. He had his guy in the locker room last year, and that's your guy, yeah, Steve Wilkes. Absolutely, I think he had his hire right there. Went six and six, almost took it, took us to the playoffs, and then he lets him go. And it's kind of like you said, for a sake of change. That's all it. Right, all right, he he went six and six and almost took us to the playoffs. But let me see, let me show you how smart I am. And we're talking about a veteran in Wilkes. We're talking about a veteran NFL guy that has done just about every job there is to do in the NFL. So why not roll with him? And he's a good X's and O's defensive guy, right? Yeah. But I feel like. The more I see all this stuff happen, the more I think that you need a, almost a voice in the locker room. Like that's the only thing Ron Rivera has left. I do feel like the players are going to run through a brick wall for him, and he's still got that going for him. I think you need that more so. You you hire Steve Wilkes, you bring in a Wonder Boy offensive coordinator or something to handle that side. But they're going to listen to what Wilkes says and believe in what he says. That's right. And it, it, I don't know if Reich has that. I think right the now. greatest example is Dan Campbell. 
Yes. Dan Campbell creates more buy-in than anybody <laughs> I've ever seen. I, you know what? On a very different um, platform or way of going about it, but it, you look at what Pete Carroll's done in Seattle for so long. Those dudes, everybody that plays them loves to play Woo! for it. They love to play for He's him. He's wooing on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, he has their ear. He, yeah. you know, and, and I think Dan Campbell, with a different style, if it means crying, he cries. It is pure emotion with him. But I think his players genuinely know that, yes, he wants to win, but he 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 comes across as caring about those guys. He is a player's coach. Look what's happening in Houston right now. Yeah, yes, C.J. Stroud's having a great season. They're talking about him being the MVP right now. But around him, those guys are playing for D'Amico Ryans, who played for that city. Well, who look played at, for the for Houston. Look Texas. at Vegas. I mean, they, they, now these two games, they've not played anybody. But the way they've gone about it since uh, Porter became the and it Porter's become the Antonio Pierce Pierce and since, since Pierce has become the you know the interim head, they, it's a whole different it's a whole different deal. I, you know, I wonder like. Why not when Tepper's looking? Why not a Brian Flores or somebody? You know, a guy. Yeah, where is he now? I think he's at a coordinator somewhere. I, I think on the West Coast, but I wouldn't swear to that. I almost want to say with the Chargers, but I don't. I don't know if that's right or not. But I mean, why not a guy like that? You know, he is. He he proved in a really tough situation that he could get it done. He's with the Vikings. Flores is winning Vikings. games somehow with Minnesota right well, now. Yeah, with jo- Josh Dodd. Come on, man. That dude is like the Dobbs. Be- Dobbs. It's pretty done in here. That uh, Dobbs is the best player in the NFL right now. <laughs> they they are the weirdest team. When they were fully stocked with Cousins and Jefferson, they were zero and three, and then since then they've gone six and one, seven and one, yeah. whatever, or whatever. I mean that uh, just just crazy. Uh, Jamie says Reich is very much like Tony Dungy. Doesn't cuss, religious, all shucks. I like the coaches who will at least yell a little bit and drop some f bombs. I mean, there's totally different ways to go about doing it. I uh, just got to find that perfect, um, perfect mixture of well, Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl. And by the way, I don't want Bill Belichick. I'm seeing some Belichick. I, I've heard Belichick to Washington. No, thank you. I think that is disaster. Would you want him? Don't just say that because I said that. No, I, you, I no, don't. Listen, listen. In Carolina, a hundred percent, you want him. At least it is a proven entity. Now, it, it, I mean. It, it, at least it is a logical choice. Maybe that's a better way to put it. At least it's a guy who has won. He has won repeatedly. Now, he needs to get Tom Brady as offensive coordinator. Some, Tom Brady's got to be near him somehow to win. But, I mean, why not? Why? Well, I feel like that's too easy for David Tepper. I feel like he wants to no, let, let me, let He'll me hire Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, let, me see, but, let me show you how smart I am. Maybe that's not a bad hire. Hire Tom Brady. I feel like Belichick in Washington is just like bringing in Bruce Smith and Deion Sanders as players and all these old guys that we would bring in and give them fat contracts and they would stink. I just feel like the game, I don't know if the game has passed Belichick by. I'm sure he's still a great defensive coach, but they have shown, and Belichick wants to be his own GM too. I was about to say, and they I'm don't have any good players. See, I'm, I'm interested in seeing him be the head coach of a team where he has no control of you know who he gets and making decisions like that you know that's the other thing you look at with the panthers and we've talked about it but but there's no help in the draft i mean there's you know not on the front end and that's a scary thing when you think about that product that's out there right now i mean if they just think about the improvement they would have to have to be 500 next year i I mean it it would be they'd have to an about face to get to 500 it's just that's you don't make all those trades to get that quarterback number one overall to have to try to 
turn your program around to get to 500 that's just if you if that was tepper's thought process at any point in this thing he he needs to be drug out behind the building and shot and the and the the panthers are going to have plenty of time to figure out who they want because they don't pick in the first round that's right that's right don't even uh mully you need to go you hang out all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll have another segment with the mully man uh pirates get a w on saturday how about that talk about that and more when we return pirate radio live jamie said if i had to choose a coach right now for my team i'd choose eric b after what he has done for Hal and the offense that's gonna be our head coach so popular name out there it's gonna be our guy rivera out b in and hopefully del rio way out somewhere too back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like The Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And Pirate Nation, the Dixon Williams brand new Welcome to the Jungle t-shirt is now available exclusively at pr927fm.com. The uh, Comfort Colors t-shirt is only 20 bucks and will be a home run gift for all your friends and family. The shirt will be available or it is available right now for pre-order until November 30th. So you can get shopping today at PR927FM.com and you'll have them just in time for the holidays. Purchase yours now at PR927FM.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Molly, the Pirates picking up a win on Saturday. One of the best defensive efforts we've seen in a win in a long time. Uh, you think about dominant defensive efforts. West Virginia here, uh, the Pat White year, when uh, yeah. the Pirates just dominated that top 10 team. Uh, FAU, not a top 10 team, but a team capable of scoring points. And that defense, regardless of what the offense was doing Saturday, was just absolutely flying around. It was fun to watch. No, they were, I mean, and it's been said now for a couple of days, but man, they were really, really impressive. And uh, I don't think uh, Blake, Her- Blake Harrell did anything to hurt his stock in that deal. That was, that was a, that was a heck, of, heck, of, heck of an effort, especially coming off what FAU scored 45, 50 the week before, something like that, scored a bunch. Yeah, and now you get a different test with Navy. Whole different deal, yeah. So I mean, it'll be you know they're gonna they're gonna pound you, and they kind of uh, you know have shown a few different looks off the same type scheme all year. So it'll be interesting to see kind of you know how that shakes out. Blake Harrell's uh, defenses have done pretty well since he's been here against Navy. The our offense has struggled against Navy and what they do. And uh, I talked to Parker Moore today, East Carolina tackle and uh, he says they just give you so many different looks and try to confuse you he says they're like the defense he sees in practice with blake harrell i think blake and mike houston talked about that too did you load up the clips from today shirley uh can you get the mike houston talking about uh newberry and how similar the defenses are and uh do you have your cut sheet because i don't have mine in front of me in my stack of papers in fact let me find it 
I'm going to find it here, Molly. It's cut six. All right. Hey, cut six. Well, you know, there's some similarities and there's some differences. Uh, certainly, oh. um, you know, we, we should be able to give them a better look than we do, you know, uh, other teams because it is a, a similar style. Um, you know, they do come from different branches, though, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, Army and Navy may run a similar offense, but they're from different – uh, different trees, uh, and you know, Coach Newberry and uh, Blake are, are kind of similar in that there are some similarities in what they do, but they're from different uh, different trees, and so uh, it, it'll help us this week uh, to a degree preparing. But also, you know, there's some things that they do defensively that are a little bit different than what we do. Yeah, so Newberry and Harold similar, but again, their their job is to try to confuse all that. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know the X's and O's part, Molly, as well as some do. What Blake Harrell's doing, disguising things. I mean, most of his stuff is, hey, front four, go get the quarterback, and we're going to play defense on the back end, and and that worked for him quite a bit on uh, Saturday. No, talking about the X and O's, that's why, you know, you sit and watch games with uh, with Jay Nick and, yeah. and Marcus. and I mean, it's an education for sure. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's um, – you know, a, a lot of that stuff, again, is – you know, is – show and drop like you said but the the consistency or the consistent feature of that defense typically is those those you know first four guys or front four guys are pinning the back and seeing if they can't uh cause some problems at the backfield my mullis joining us in the pirate radio studios mully uh we talked about it with coach mac did our upset picks earlier or at least our top 10 top 25 upset picks uh georgia and washington on a bit of a a watch this week washington on the road at oregon state georgia on the road at tennessee we're in that time of the year where can these teams survive i don't know you know i I, last week i'm going i don't know if anybody's playing better in alabama now i'm like i don't know if anybody's playing better georgia georgia looked awesome i mean they look really really good and i you know washington as long as panix is healthy uh, they're going to be right there. I mean, I you know, I, I I I like both of them to survive. I and obviously, I think if one of them were to lose, I think it would be uh, Washington. But I, I you know, I, I still don't feel real strongly about that. What's the uh, what are the numbers for the East Carolina game? What's the total uh, as far as over under? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thirty, low thirties. Okay. Yeah, that was. I was going to ask you that before you went down that path. That's, yeah you can't expect much offense in that game i no. mean you know i think the under is probably where the play is but i you know again just kind of a gut feel i will uh i was shot up a little bit molly their total with uh with illinois this week that is at now 30 and a half i think okay all right offensive explosion <laughs> it is crazy and by the way their record sit here and make fun of them they're eight and two number 22 in the country and their offense is worse than East Carolina's numbers wise. That's, uh, that's yards per game. How does that even happen? I don't know. Uh, but they have won. Like look at their scores these last few weeks: twenty-two to nothing, ten to seven. They lost twelve to ten. They won fifteen to six, twenty to fourteen. Wow, easy guys. Uh, they lost to Penn State thirty-one to nothing. Could not. So I mean, all these totals are in the uh 30s at most yeah maybe it's the uh, black and gold thing like the steelers maybe they had the same same kind of offensive game plan yeah look we ain't gonna score but neither are you that's right we'll uh we'll put up a defensive touchdown something like that um your boy Dion on other coaching jobs yeah. i don't hear it 
How long is Dion in Colorado, Molly? Uh, at least till his kid graduates, right, or, or leaves, whichever one may happen. Which I, could know. be in the next year or two, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it would be no more than two. Um, I don't know. I, I think he'll, you know, maybe ride it till maybe something shinier comes along. I mean, maybe we see him show up in the NFL or wherever Sun lands. Who knows? Who knows with Dion? I mean, it, there's absolutely no way to predict it. Who would have ever guessed it when he's at Jackson State? Everybody would have thought maybe he takes a job at the you know Division One level. Who would have thought it'd be Colorado? That did not fit to me at all. He does not look like Colorado. And I'll tell you what they have done is make it an absolute perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, with the gear, the whole, I mean, they, they. So now wherever he goes, I'll say, okay, he can make it work. I didn't see Colorado being, having all those celebrities on the sidelines right. and stuff. It's just not what I think about with Colorado. No, that's right. That's right. Did, uh, uh on, on a baseball note, I just saw it flash across here. Did you see Pat Murphy got the, uh, I, at the Brewers, I job. saw that yesterday, and I remember you speak, talking about him recently. Yeah, well, he, I'm not familiar. He with came. Him. Well, he came in. He was a coach at Notre Dame at Arizona State, but came in here for the uh, for the Leclerc Classic years ago. Uh, one of the coldest games I've ever been to was uh, his Arizona State team playing uh, Carolina, and man, the wind was howling through the stadium. Uh, it was a night game too, so it was brutal. But yeah, kind of you know, kind of a neat tie back to the area that. Um, and I say to the area, been a lot of coaches come through here, but a guy that uh, you know, I guess I would guess he and Cliff may maybe maybe past maybe past staffs at Notre Dame, you know, on, on two different uh, two different coaches staffs. But Molly, was it you that said maybe Clayton McCullough gets that third base coaching job and then gets I, a manager job? Speculate maybe that's what it takes is him to go across Good. to the other side. But I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I got the scenario. Then. Okay. Washington, uh, Jay Nick told me yesterday, I knew about Ron Washington yep. going to the Angels. Apparently, he's taking EY with him, Eric Young. Okay. So, we don't have any base coaches. That'd be perfect. Bring in Clayton to be our third base coach. That'd be awesome. And you know what? Snickers getting up there. Man, Maybe man, he just, just takes over for the Braves. Just plug and play. How cool would that be? Are you listening, Braves? Yeah. We got it. Let's, let's make it. The, let's make this happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Where has Murphy been? Uh, he's the he's been the bench coach for the Brewers, so he just, oh, okay. he was elevated. Right. So, but I mean, you know, that was a really surprising deal too. The way it went down with Ross and in, in Chicago, and kind of you know they had already hired. I didn't follow that. So they hired a manager before it, firing Ross. It seems like at least the way it was released, it seems like at least for a couple hours or a couple minutes or something that maybe like they had two managers on payroll. I don't. You know, I don't know. Did exactly somebody screw up in the PR department with the Cubs or something? Well, I think it was email? one of those deals. Like, hey, let's make sure Council takes this deal. But I mean, how could he not take a forty million dollar deal? I mean, you know, he's he's making double what he made, and actually more than double what he made as a player. Uh, but now, you know, I, it's the, it's it's kind of a I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, and especially you go that that would be like. Uh, Maybe somebody going from at a little smaller level, maybe going from the Red Sox to the Yankees or vice versa. I mean that that you know that Brewers Cubs rivalry is a is a real deal. They, if I'm a Cubs fan, I'm saying, man, you better bring in the best players you can. I would. That is just stupid to pay for a manager all that money, and he's not going to get in it bad all year. No, like bring that, bring some players in for that, and and you could find a competent no, manager. We, I don't think there was anything not competent about Ross, and he was a. I mean, yeah, you exactly. know, and he is a Cubs guy. I mean, he, you know, he's he's ties back has ties back to the winning uh, ways of the Cubs. So I, I don't, um, I don't think there was really any. I mean, nothing made sense to me about firing him. And you're right, you certainly can't fire him if you don't have a loaded roster and that's an underachieving team. 
Molly Mullis here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Molly, we will let you run. Appreciate you hanging out yeah, with man. us. Uh, coming up next Tuesday, we're going to do this and talk sports, and Molly will be wearing the Mark Davis wig. Got, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. That is uh, exciting times. That'll be on our Thanksgiving extravaganza edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thank you, Molly. Yeah, thank you guys. Make sure you trim that thing up nice. We're going to trim it up looking good for you. Okay. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour number two. We got old Bryce joining us in hour three of today's show. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by and try some of their amazing empanadas, famous red snapper, grouper bites, Cuban sandwiches, and more. You can relax with a fresh mojito or a cold beer while enjoying one of our out-of-this-world desserts like the rum pineapple cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, our Fleet Feet Rundown brought to you by Fleet Feet. Make sure your feet are happy when you are running and walking and just doing your everyday duties. You do not want those feet to be hurting. Shirley Rhodes win by fleet feet got a repair of new balances after going through the 3d foot scanner uh the making impressions on a mat to see where the pressure was on her foot and uh they got her a great pair of shoes and you can do the same at the old gordon's golf location on east arlington boulevard 207 east arlington boulevard chris lunyon ecu alum owns and operates fleet feet and we'll be happy to put you in the right pair of shoes. A uh, lot going on in the sports world tonight due to uh, college basketball being in full effect. ECU women's basketball will be playing at 6 o'clock on the road at VCU. This is um, – I got a star by this game. I'm just saying I'm a little nervous about going on the road. Now, the Pirates already passed one road test this year. I'm, I'm just – I'm scared of a look ahead here because they're going out to the islands they got a top 10 team on deck i just hope the focus i think kim mcneil will have her team focused but uh a little nervous about this one tonight uh pirates a five and a half point favorite on the road at vcu trying to get to three and oh which will get folks very excited about the game next monday when they take on top 10 ohio state uh also tonight men's hoops duke michigan state i believe these games are in chicago duke michigan state and kentucky and kansas going on tonight another good one uh iowa and creighton uh going on at 10 o'clock tonight creighton number eight in the country uh you've got let's see colorado playing they are in the top 25 is that uh who's the coach of colorado who is it chandler 
i'm looking that up right now no don't look it up i'm looking it up to make sure oh okay i was thinking something else uh tad boyle is the head coach what colorado <laughs> why was i thinking it was somebody else oh because he's an nba head coach who were you thinking it was a play a guy that played at colorado mr big shot chauncey billups chauncey billups he he's the coach for the trailblazers okay that i don't know why i thought uh, he went to colorado it's like wait is chauncey billups at colorado no he is chauncey not. billups it's tad boyle trailblazers all right he's the blazers coach who's the king's coach i just saw him on tv mike brown is the king's mike coach. brown yeah. former Cavs coach former lakers coach for us being sports guys i'm sorry to lump you into this i'll just say for me being a sports guy keeping up with coaches and managers wait why'd you not include me in that should i include you in it because i was gonna say something bad oh i didn't want to <laughs> you are something else i'll take i'll take the heat too chandler and i being sports guys we don't know crap about who's coaching especially at colorado are, are you NBA. glad that i threw you into that mix now yeah i feel like we could do nfl pretty well all right you want to do it this could really embarrass us all right washington let's go nfc east washington ron rivera eagles sirianni g-men brian dayball and uh cowboys doofus. big big doofus mccarthy all right nfc south bucks is it uh Ta- the, the, the safety yeah the defensive guy saints is uh dennis, dennis allen. allen why i don't know panthers frank reich frank reich and falcons arthur smith oh fedex money boy man i should i should see if you can you're kind of hesitant on these i know it takes me a minute all right let's go north vikings uh o'connell mm-hmm. packers wait matt lafleur lafleur <laughs> another former washington guy uh you've got lions with campbell and you've got bears with um eberflus matt eberflus matt eberflus all right we go out west to arizona and i don't know their guy's name oh man it's jonathan uh he came from the eagles he was their defensive coordinator i'm gonna call him sirianni jr there you go jonathan something don't know his name sheen or shoon or niner shanahan seahawks carroll and rams uh mcveigh all right to the afc we go afc east chandler patriots belichick jets um sala robert sala uh bills mcdermott sean mcdermott and cool kid with the dolphins mcdaniel mike mcdaniel all right uh to the south we go you got vrabel in tennessee you, hey you just say you get their last name and i'll just say their first name all so right fr- all right so you said vrabel mike <laughs> <laughs> uh in the south the jaguars peterson all right doug and houston ryan's comma d'amico and the other south team is the colts where you have oh that guy that's the eagles guy i'm gonna call him sirianni the third okay J- uh, let's see joey always says jamie always says his name uh, what's the uh i can't think of your guy's name one of them his name is jonathan you're the first name guy i'm the last name guy 
All right, let's go to the north. You got Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Oh, Steichen. Steichen. All right, well done. Uh, Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mike. Thank you. Uh, you got Harbaugh in Baltimore. John. You've got in Cincinnati, um, Taylor. Zach. And in Cleveland, you've got... <laughs> Stefanski? Kevin Stefanski is either head coach. Yeah, uh, I don't know who the Browns head coach is. Could be him. In the West, you've got Reed in KC. Andy, you've got Pierce in Vegas. Antonio, you've got Staley in LA. Ooh, Staley. Isn't that his name? And and where? LA. Brad. Brandon. Brandon Staley. And then, who's the other team? Denver, you've got Peyton. Sean. All right, so we uh, we got everybody but three or four we had trouble with. Some of these Eagles, the, these the, new Eagles guys. The Eagles branch coaches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is way more, way more I could do in baseball and basketball now. I can go and tell you that. I'm not even going to embarrass myself and try to come up with those names oh no ba- baseball basketball like at, at trivia on wednesdays at uh aj's uh every wednesday night at eight o'clock by the way when you do nine go o'clock the, tomorrow night. when you do the manager route or like nba coaches it's usually a struggle for me personally <laughs> let's take a break zach on facebook has a suggestion the new basketball chairback seats make Menjis look much better on tvn in person good addition However, we need to fill those seats. I'm glad season ticket holders purchased all of them, but if you're not going to make it to a game, please sell or give away your tickets so people can fill them. Sell them online. I want to buy some. Good suggestion. Good thought, Zach. Let's get Menji's rocking. Tomorrow night when the Pirates take on USC Upstate. Jansen said, all right, boys, now do the NHL. Oh, <laughs> Rob Brendamore. That might, that's it. That's all I got. By the way, Cardinals coach Jonathan Gannon. Gannon. Colts coach uh, Kevin. Colts coach is Shane Steichen. Shane? It's not his real name. That's not even a real name. Shane Steichen. That's not even. Why would you even put those letters together? He's stanking. Sean Steichen? Uh, we'll be back with Bryce Williams when we return after this. It's the final countdown. Jump, jump, jump. Ah. Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, come on. Don't you want to dance? You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans 
The Integrity Home Mortgage Team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. As we were coming into the show, our next guest said Jaquan McMillan is killing it. I thought I heard someone say like McMillian, like called Joe him. Buck and Troy Aikman were saying McMillian. McMillian last yeah. Night. Uh, Shirley, can we hit the intro so I can talk to this gentleman more? I feel like we've already talked too much. I saw the light of it, baptized by the fire you touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again, I'm a brand new That was Brand New Man, Cooper Greer, featuring Clip Brock, Chandler Honeycutt, and the deep voice guy from Boys to Men. Hey, baby. What you doing tonight? Bryce, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I am, uh, I'm well. Well. Pirates win, Bryce. Pirates won. Paint it. Purple. Finally, you got a prediction right. Finally, golly, I've been. I shouldn't say it that way. I should say, finally, the boys played up to the standards that you've had for them all year. There we go. That's right. Why is your mic so low? And you are such a tall man. Who was sitting here? You got a little mini mic over there. Mini mic. (laughs) Boost that baby on up. There we go. I just felt bad because mine's up here and you had yours way down there. Now now we're sitting in my vision. There we go. Good to go. Real good. Pirates win uh, on Saturday. How about that defense, Bryce Williams? Thank goodness for the old defense and the field goal kicker, baby. Five for five, Andrew Conrad. That's pretty good. So after the Charlotte game, I asked Mike Houston about the two misses. What happened with Conrad? Missing some kicks. Could have really helped him out. Mm. Now I got to go back to the press conference today and say, hey, how about those five makes? Right. And uh, him bouncing back and the team and coaches – sticking with Andrew Conrad, and here's what he had to say. Cut two, Shirley. Well, I think one of my answers uh, when you asked me after the Charlotte game was uh, I have confidence in Andrew and his ability to bounce back. And it's because of his mentality. And, uh, you know, he just he doesn't flinch. And uh, so, you know, he, had, he has been solid. He was solid the next day after that game. And I had confidence he would be. And uh, we continue to put him out there in those situations because we do have confidence in him. But I think it's, you know, he handles himself uh, the way you want all your players to handle themselves. And so really he's, he's no different than, than any other player that you have confidence in, in that he shows you every day what he's, you know, what he's going to do. And, you know, when you talk to him, he, he has, you know, you can have feedback and conversation with him and you're not worried about him being fragile. He's a tough-minded kid and that's, that's, you know, that's the perfect kind of combination. He's got the talent and he's got the mentality. All right, uh, high praise for Andrew Conrad after his five field goals. AAC Special Teams Player of the Week. Mm. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I know ECU Football Encyclopedia Chandler will have it. Um, I'm going through my errors here. Bryce, did you have uh, Warren Harvey as a kicker? I had Warren. Was there another one, Sean, that I'm forgetting before I get asked Bryce? Because mm. Michael Barbour was before that. Was yeah, before. he was a pretty good ace was he was awesome out of leg was not here very long unfortunately transfer but uh he was great yeah um warren harvey of course verity at well well after yeah are we missing anybody 
Let's ask Bryce. Bryce, did you have any other kickers? Uh, my senior year was Plowman. Uh, Michael Plowman. His name was Davis Plowman. Davis. And you are no uh, longer our come on. ECU football encyclopedia. I, what happened to you? I, his name is Davis. Davis. <laughs> his name is Davis. I was thinking of Michael Barbour. We just we just talked about Michael Barbour. So my bad. Davis honest, Plowman. I guess it's an honest mistake. We had two Michaels, I guess. I apologize. <laughs> oh, don't apologize. I, to I, 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 I apologize I, to Plowman. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> You should, and apologize to yourself. That is yeah, below I, your standard. I'm there. disappointed. That's less than ten years ago. Yeah. Mm. Davis. You know? Davis. Wow. That's tough, man. His name is Davis. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, you need to prove your worth. Yep. Like our punter did at that time. Worth Gregory. Worth. <laughs> are you trying to? Nice. Are you trying to overlap me here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Sure. Um, so yeah, what I asked, uh, been asking some folks this week, what is your communication level with the kicker of the football team, Bryce, as a skill guy, position guy, how much did you uh, talk to Warren Harvey on and off the field? Uh, it was more so on the field. Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the, you know, the, uh, the specialist, you know, my brother was a specialist and one of the kickers at ECU for a little bit of time. So I was, I, well, I've been a kicker since I've been playing football. So I was, you were a kicker. My brother was. Oh, your brother. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I always had a good uh, good spot for the specialist and respect for him, respect right? for the specialist. I enjoyed uh, the specialist in all of my uh, journeys um, and hearing stuff. So I asked Jason this. So when the kicker makes a kick, you get your daps. Your now they've got like cool handshakes with everybody yeah. and uh, maybe a headbutt, whatever. Yeah. When they miss, you want to say what the h are you doing man you just screwed us but you don't do that um and jason i set it up to jason as you probably feel like your offense should have done more and you should have scored and not relied on them he said there's that but there's also you just don't want to wreck the confidence so you just kind of give them a hey get them next time yeah, hey. is that what you is that what you remember or uh, or did yeah. you just avoid them at, I, I, I just avoid yeah okay <laughs> Yeah, I just avoided uh, if there was a mess. It was like, son of a, what the heck? You know the whole one job thing. But, you know, again. I'm out here busting my tail, and you can't make one kick. Exactly. But you can't say that. Yeah, it's like I want your kick. Your kick's got to be as good as our catching percentages. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach K, I think wanted like ninety. Like 98 Yeah, 90 plus, yeah. Like 99%, literally, if you catch, if I remember correctly, um, on that, our percentage on catching the ball. So we, you know, would expect that out of the same um, thing out of the kickers. And punters. You know, punters don't make a kick, they but they have to do a good kick. All right. Uh, boy, chat game going on. Uh, Austin says, I love me some BBW, big Bryce Williams. Why are you rolling your eyes, Chandler? Does that mean something else where you're from? No. Okay. no big Bryce Williams. What's, what's so funny about that, Chandler? I don't, I don't know why you're giggling over there. I'm just in a. I'm just a giggle. You're just box. a little giggle. A little just, giggle bunny. I'm just a little giggle bunny. You should be in the dang <laughs> media guides. I know. people's names. Uh, I still think it's. Yeah. I'm giggling because I still think it's funny that I screwed up Davis Plowman's name. Michael Plowman. <laughs> I think he's in a different line of work. Uh, who's your all-time favorite kicker at ECU, Chandler? Ah, uh, man. Who's the kicker more? or punter? That is totally not what I said. That's not even close to what I said. 
I clearly said, who's kicker. your all-time favorite kicker? Kicker. And, kicker. and you come back with me, knowing what I said, kicker or punter. Come on. I mean, it's kicker. You know, there's minus that one I reckon thing. Jake Verity. Jake Verity? Yeah. Yeah, Jake Verity. He played when I was I don't in school. think you can poo-poo that, Bryce. He was uh, He was automatic. No, nah, Verity was good. How many heavy game winners? Chandler? Should we ask Chandler to trust his? Nah, I don't think we should ask Chandler. No. Uh, he's had some. Uh, he's had some streak savers, which was not being shut out. He kicked a, like a fifty-yard field goal at state when we were down fifty to nothing. Speaking of streak savers, I hope my wife does laundry tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a little giggle money over there, <laughs> dude. Dude, are you a streaker, man? Hey, every now and then, you look down. Every it's now and then, I am. And you say, what happened? How did that? Whoa. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> All right. What are y'all talking about in the chat? What did I miss? A lot. Thank Could have been a tense Edward. moment. What do you... I've been married 19 years. Could have caught... I don't know what's happening right now. I can't, I can't really follow it uh let's see oh we got a text coming in uh chad holcomb is the favorite kicker of one jason Nichols. Chad, what year is that uh we're going back to the 90s ah jason come on that's long time ago did you name yours no <laughs> you can't criticize everybody's <laughs> choice and not name one well i guess that is relevant to jason he is a little older than i <laughs> I, I understand your choice Jason. i could go hartman just because of the memories i've yeah. had as a, as a kid so he was my neighbor so i'm gonna go hartman he's from davidson county he went to my high school and look a, a lot of people crush he him lot. he did a lot but think about i think like think I, about the hawaii bowl when i think of my childhood and yeah. ec football carolina. i think of carolina game i think of hawaii, hawaii bowl. bowl that yeah. carolina game was one of the greatest games ever you had, he had uh, a game winner against marshall hakeem yeah. nicks and dang it tj well tj tj yates he was the quarterback right yates yeah um who was the receiver boy um real fast guy Went to the Bengals. I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. My God, now I'm screwing up. What is going on? Way to go, buddy. What are you doing over there? Now I'm the moron. You're all right. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, But anyway, they're going up and down the field. Chris Johnson, uh, Monster Game. My man, Philip Henry, big catch on the final drive. Quentin Cotton uh, stuffed the uh, fake field goal. I still don't know if it was a fake or a bobble. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, I just remember quitting Cotton getting up that dancing. Game. That'd be yeah. fun to watch that game. Like, re, like, watch it like during like the winter time. We just sort of come in and rewatch. Were you hanging out during COVID times when we would uh, so. watch old games and yeah. do that? Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Maybe. I've been here like four years, man. Have you been here? You've been four, here four years. Four years. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Well, Wednesdays. Then we changed to Tuesdays. Then we switched it up. I like Tuesday um but yeah that was a really fun game and that game ended on a ben hartman game winning field goal kick when he was one for three on the day yeah really he he already missed like two in the game and then skip holtz told him a joke and he said all right i'm just gonna that's what it was he was like they would tell you jokes to each other or something yeah i remember that them damn jokes didn't work in the liberty bowl but Ah. you know not all jokes land you know Ah. what i'm saying not all kicks are made 
all right uh let's hear more from mike houston how about his opening comments shirley was he uh happy about the victory on saturday all right sun's a little bit brighter this tuesday than uh the past couple so it was good um just uh you know really pleased with uh how our team uh you know prepared uh and i say that i mean we, we've been practicing a lot better the last three weeks but uh I think just you know the Friday Saturday preparation, the guys were really 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 good, and you know I knew we were ready to play. I knew we'd play well, but I think just the energy and the physicality and the intensity, which we talked about, you know being you know that being a, a big piece of that ball game uh, this past weekend. I thought the the players were just really dialed into that. Uh, I loved the way we started the game. Uh, you know even when we didn't get uh, the fourth and two there on the initial drive. Um, you know, our defense responded right back, and uh, you know, then obviously we had the, the big play on special teams with Julian Davis's block punt that gave us great field position, and you know, Gerald able to get us in the end zone there to get us a seven nothing lead. So, um, you know, great start, and really, you know, never looked back, and um, just uh, very pleased with uh, I think especially uh, the special teams wise, uh, defensively, particularly up front. Um, thought, uh, thought our kids did a good job handling uh, Wester. Uh, you know, came into the game leading the nation in receiving. Um, I think the coaches had a really good game plan for him. I thought the players went out and executed it very, very well. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, really, really pleased with the performance. Good to get a win like that on the road against a team that um, we're, we're, they're putting up big numbers and, uh, you know, at home. Uh, and so just uh, a really, really good win for our, for our players. So excited to come off that now. That's in the rearview mirror. Um, so, you know, our focus is completely on Navy, um, you know, huge challenge, um, up there in Annapolis, uh, very physical football team. Uh, you know, they, they're coming off of a huge win over UAB, which, you know, was not close, uh, 31 to six win. Um, you know, they're playing better and better. I think they've kind of settled, uh, you know, on what they, what they want to do with the quarterback position. Uh, our line, you know, is playing very well, gives them a big play. Uh, potential right there, uh, and you know it, it'll be tough. It's always tough up there. They have such tremendous tradition. Um, you know, it's a special place to play. Uh, always a difficult ball game, uh, so we have a, a great challenge this week. But the you know the players are very excited about that. All right, Mike Houston uh, today following the victory over FAU and looking ahead to Navy. Uh, real quick, John Moody says I feel like Jake had a game winner at UConn. Well, that reminds me, John, of a guy that had a game loser at UConn. The UConn kicker, Tarbutt. Remember Tarbutt? I want to say Tarbutt missed it. Speaking of streaks, uh, Tarbutt missed it at the end, and East Carolina beat UConn on a Sunday. Am I getting all this right? I don't know. Chandler, help me out. I remember that Sunday game. I'm pretty sure his name Thomas, was Michael Tarbutt. Uh, I remember that Sunday game because uh, Thomas Sirk and Davon Grayson were connecting on that on that day, um, and it was my birthday that Sunday. And Michael Tarbutt, Michael uh, Tarbutt, what a name! And Butt with two T's. Look at this guy. He's like, hey, jeez, I'm Tarbutt, Michael Tarbutt. Where is Tarbutt. I mean, how do you even get that? Yeah, where does that come from? Like everybody's name came from something, right? So yeah. Did he just have a, his uh, ancestors? They must have been low in the village. 
<laughs> Low in the village. Low in the village. Low in the village. <laughs> yeah, they didn't properly. Well, we did win by a field goal that day. John says that's what it was. Yeah, it was a tarbutt loser, not a Verity winner. <laughs> mm. And then I uh, also got a question from Kenny. Favorite long snapper? Now, this could be a guy that played or didn't play for ECU. So, clearly, my favorite long snapper, personally, is Chad, my main man, Charlie Coggins. <laughs> I actually saw Charlie uh, not too long. You played with Charlie, didn't you? I did. I saw three years. Charlie was over at the one of the last uh, uh, free boots. So, oh. Yeah, saw Charlie. My favorite probably will be Wilson Rayner from Dunn, not too far from me. Went to Triton High School. Some uh, of his baseball calls have changed my opinion on him. Ah, yeah, that's true. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, hey, long snapper, very important position on a football field. Yeah, uh, very, very much so. Because I mean, it takes a special skill. Yeah. To get it back there in time. In a very small target. Very small target. With the laces. Hit, hit that right hip. Some say if you chose a different line of work or, or a different path, you could be a sniper right now. The way you throw that thing back there, small target. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought hey, about? Do you think? Well, my. Do you think we could get Chandler like a challenge? Like you think Chandler could you know get it into like a five gallon bucket from the same distance as a putter? Like, I don't know. Do you I think feel for like now, do you think you do that now? We could try to do that. I feel like I've been trying to do that for years, and we just haven't done any long snapping videos. What a great thing! Let's do a long snapping video this week. We could put Let's Navy. Hey, Navy in the bucket. Can you hit Navy the nut, the bucket? Good the what the bucket <laughs> can i hit the what now I, it depends on what i'm t- trying to hit what did Swash you say bu- the bucket bucket okay. navy in the bucket navy in the bucket uh, it just seems no. water buckets you put water navies in the water i don't know it just came off out of the box that'll be our promo this week if chandler can get in the bucket mm-hmm. all right you think you can chan oh we'll see chad knew a guy with the last name butwell Goodness. His second wife <laughs> Goodness. made him change before they got married. No, nah, that ain't true, Chad. If that woman that woman did not change that man's last no. name. But well. No. It's not like it's butt bad or butt crap. Yeah, but what's well, a compliment, really. <laughs> but well. I mean But well. Much better than Tarbutt. I'd rather have butt well than Tarbutt. Definitely. Butwell actually seems more of a name. It's like his butt tar bus. I mean, Pittsburgh did have a kicker whose last name was Blewett. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime he missed, like, the, the joke was there. Do you think they just got him on there for publicity, like for that reason? And now their quarterback Blewett? is Pickett. Like, they they play at the same time. They've got awful names for players. Like your receiver. I mean, Marquise, Dan Marina. Marquise, what a terrible name. <laughs> Marquise Drop It. Is that their receiver's name? Dang. Their running back is Manny Fumble-a-Lot. Like, I mean, where are they finding these guys? Or Bobby Screwed Up. Yeah. Wait. You're making these up now, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. It stopped with Pickett. When I played football, this is from Fred. When I played football in high school, we had a kicker that had really smelly feet. The coach slipped an odor eater into his shoes before practice. We never saw that kicker again. What kind of story is that? <laughs> what? Why would your coach do that? Wait, did he kill the man? It's an odor eater. Yes, yeah, so that means it. Did he get eaten? 
That was is that what the pun is? I don't I don't Not know if pun. this is a joke or a story. Can you read the story again, please? When I played football in high school, we had a kicker that had really smelly feet. Okay. The coach slipped an odor eater into his shoes before practice, and we never saw the kicker again. The end. I guess he is he are you telling a true story? Did the kicker like get embarrassed and leave? Is that what happened? Oh, maybe that's what happened. I guess that's what happened. We need some more context. Did the odor eaters make him disappear? Right, that's what I was thinking. I'm very confused. Let's take a break. And let's just and let's diagnose this. When we return, I want to hear your best nonsensical stories that make no sense. And we can hear clips. He has one. I got a bunch of them. I got a whole (laughs) plethora. A a plethora. Plethora. Take a break. Come back more with Bryce Butwell. I am Clip Tarbutt. Tarbutt. And over there we got Chandler. Blew it. Honey butt. It's two little butt cheeks. Chandler. Blew it. Hug and kiss. Hug and. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live after this. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team same great local service just a new name for plumbing electrical and hvac services go to call newblue.com that's call nu blue.com new blue service group where we are redefining service excellence and did you know that there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ecu athletics as much as you do robbie's clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ecu tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs if you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Here tonight, tonight, Sean, Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck, I was hoping you would mention it. NBA in-season tournament is back for the first time. It'll be at the Hive. The Hornets taking on the Miami Heat. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. Hornets are 1-0 and in this little whatever in-season tournament thingy they got no. going on. Did I undersell it? Yeah. The Hornets are 1-0 and in the most important thing no. happening. Did I oversell it? We played Sunday and we lost the Knicks. I hate to be honest with you, mm. but we lost to the Knicks on Sunday. We're one and one. We beat Washington. Ah. Lost to the Knicks on Sunday. <laughs> um, I'm gonna let Bryce do a little. Uh, so like Friday night, Bryce Hornets won, right? Yeah, and what yeah. does that say? NBA in season tournament. Group All right. Play. And then uh, coming up tonight, you've got Hornets in action. And what does that say? 
NBA in-season tournament group play. Yeah, and then on Sunday, the Hornets played the – what did you say Sunday? New York Knicks. Oh, I'm off a week. Uh, the Hornets played the Knicks, and what does it say underneath it, Bryce? Nothing. What? So, wait, hold on. What's going on here? How does this work? There are designated nights where the in-season tournament is playing. So Sunday was a regular season game. They're all regular season games. Oh, that's true. So Sunday's game was not a in-season tournament. I got game. a question for you. How are you going to correct me mm-hmm. on something you don't know how it works? I thought it was I mean, what? I don't I thought I understood this and now I don't. I still don't understand it. So there's mm. designated night. So Sunday at noon at noon at, at, noon, at, noon, at noon o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> at I, noon o'clock. I can't believe I'm getting corrected by you. John is flabbergasted. Right Talking now. about a game at noon o'clock. At noon o'clock, <laughs> the Hornets lost. He's all right. He did take a break. To the take a break. That wasn't. I watched that whole game thinking it was an in, in tournaments. Mm, he came. Uh, in season it. tournament game. I said Michael Plowman was there. <laughs> <laughs> Right. was there all right back to all right so reality you're telling me we still have a chance in this thing yes <laughs> all right i asked you for your nonsensical unimportant boring stories and robert delivered oh, this is yeah. exactly what i'm talking this about mm. robert dietrich says i once received a kickoff as a midfield blocker i felt like i could have got it past the 50 but i pitched it back to our return specialist the end <laughs> that is the perfect story we won't hear on pirate radio live it was boring it didn't lead to anything but that is the kind of story i like <laughs> robert did his job his job was the block kicker either what well, goes onside misses it whatever he ends up with the ball one shining moment is playing through his head this is my time to shine. My girlfriend's watching. Yeah. My parents are here. It's senior night. I finally get to touch the ball. <laughs> but you know what? This isn't about me. This is bigger than me. This is, this is about the team. team. This is about our high school, our community. Look at all these folks out here to see us play. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily here to see me play. They're here to see us play. Us, yeah. I'm going to give the ball to the specialist, and I'm going to go block this man, and I'm going to fade off into the sunset. Yeah, Robert, great story, man. Mm-hmm. it's good uh my last game in high school this better be a boring story i don't want to hear anything good nothing emotion with no emotion i want nothing a boring i want story. a saltine cracker <laughs> please right. can i put peanut butter on that no no can i dip it in something like cocktails nope. salt anything saltine we played water. tarboro my senior year tarboro tarbutt tarboro oh, okay oh Tarboro was one of the top seeds in the state. They had three running backs over 1,000 yards rushing. We get the ball first. Very first play from scrimmage, we took it 80 yards to the house. Snaps perfect. Kicks good. Did you snap it? I snapped. So what, oh, you, I snapped. You didn't say the snap was good. You left yourself out. He said snap was perfect. I said the snap was perfect. Oh, did you say that? He just oh, didn't tell perfect. us he was snapping. Oh. Kick was good. 7 nothing. Leopards lead. We lost 57 to 7 that day. <laughs> <laughs> a leopard never changes the stripes. Wait. I forgot to say the Leopards don't have stripes. 
spots. 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 Yeah, I, I said it intentionally wrong. But oh, thank y'all. Oh, my. Whoa. Appreciate y'all holding my feet to the fire on that. Exactly. Got a, who knew we had a bunch of animal experts in here? <laughs> Leopard experts. <laughs> Leopard lunatics. What, have y'all been in the jungle with Steve Irwin? They asked me to be on Discovery Channel lately. one time. Oi. <laughs> What's your favorite animal, Bryce? Hmm. Cause you kill all of them, you I murderer. Know. I know my favorite, like the animal I think is like the coolest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the coolest animal? I mean, honestly, like I'd want to be a bird of prey, like an eagle or a, like an owl. Those are cool to me. How about uh, hawk? How you feel about hawks? Hawks, hawks are cool. It's kind of cool. I went on a, um, not to brag, but two weeks ago I walked a mile. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Haven't done anything since, <laughs> or four years previous to that. But that one day I did. And as I'm walking, I'm just looking up, and man, I see a hawk here. But then, like, it looks like another hundred feet up. There's another one, uh-huh. and I kept looking, and those things, man, they are up there. There you go. That's why I'd want to be a bird of prey. But then I did my lap, and the next time I came around, all of them were gone. There was like seven of them, and it kind of freaked me out. Hawks or buzzards? I don't know. I don't know if hawks really hang out. It was probably a good old buzzard. I think they were buzzards. There might have been something dead out there. Were they circling? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Well, they were more floating than circling. Ah, but they're buzzards. Probably a buzzard. Did they have fingers? (laughs) They were a little too far away, but it looked like like they had (laughs) human hands. What I mean by fingers, (laughs) if you could see the feathers coming off individually in the sky. They were too high. I couldn't tell. Oh. I didn't have my my binox with me. Probably the the old buzzards. (laughs) All right, fair enough. What do you think the coolest animal is, Chandler? I mean, I, honestly, I'm not just saying this. I think a shark is a cool shark. animal. Shark. Sharks. Michael Winstead said a honey badger. That's uh, pretty cool. I think a pelican's pretty cool. <laughs> Gee, I mean, they're, you can, they're I mean, cool. You, look, imagine if you had a big old gullet and you can just fit water in there. And for other, for and a little. Just, I mean, I kind of do. I can do it right now. Not as much as a pelican, yeah, though. True. Um, Don't they put? Do they put fish in there and just let them hang out? I tell you what animal I'd want to be. Huh? I would. I would. I tell you what animal I would want to be. A koala bear. Mm. They yeah. sleep all the time. They're lazy. Well, that's not. A they good just hang out. Description. So you're saying that's what you want to be? I, man? They just lazy. They, they seem like sweet. a very stress-free animal. Jamie says I, I, I can see Bryce with a farm of ostrich ostriches. Ostriches are cool. Ostriches. I enjoy ostriches. I think a cool animal is a kangaroo. Kangaroos would be cool. They're mean. And I love mean. when they fist fight human beings. Yeah. That's just funny to me. Oh yeah. I'll kick them, but they like they like square up. And they're, oh, hey, yeah. and they're buff. Yeah, Have you seen, seen the chest one? of a kangaroo? Yeah. Have you seen that one? I forgot what his name was, but yeah. What do you mean his name? There's like a, there's a Jack. Do you name all the animals? You're talking a, about kangaroo Jack. I think there's a there's a kangaroo. Like I think he's in captivity, but like he's jacked in captivity. <laughs> I promise. Type in buff kangaroo. <laughs> type in buff I'd kangaroo. Want him, I'd want him on the outside. No. Of the type in game. buff kangaroo in captivity. See. Good lord. Yeah. That ain't real. Yeah. That is scary, man. Yeah. Look Just at think one. if you ran across that thing. That guy's posing like the Marlboro Man or something. I know. What is this guy? He's got a... Oh, he broke a... Whatever it is. That is freaky, man. I told you. 
Oh, Roger. Roger. That's why you said you can't remember. For, yeah. yeah. He's got a name. Roger. So this is an actual kangaroo. Yeah, type in Roger the kangaroo. Buff ro- Buff Roger. That don't even look right, though. Is that a real kangaroo? That's real. So you don't really look at see kangaroos that much, and when you do, you're like, that's kind of a weird animal. Very. Like, what even is it? It looks like a human, and like an is experiment a, went wrong. Right. Is it a marsupial? Mmm. Because it's got a pouch, right? Jack says uh, Komodo dragon is a cool animal. Roger is 12 years old. He's 6'7". Mm. <laughs> Good gracious. How tall are you? 6'6". Six, six. That kangaroo is taller than Bryce. 12 years old. <laughs> uh, okay. Patrick. <laughs> I don't think I want to read that story. Let's take another break. We'll come back, have more to go here on Pirate Radio Live. We're talking animals. We're talking football. We're going to get... Eric says, cannot stand kangaroos. To hell with roos and their stupid pouch. Good God. God. I hope that Roger goes and sees you one night, Eric. Yeah. And knocks sh- on your door. Yep. Beats the hell out of you. Jack says, penguins are pretty cool. Penguins. I mean, they're pretty, but I would... Ah. They don't really do much. I mean, they're pretty mobile. Just walk. walk around, hang out with their crew. They, they do. Are they are very? They like to hang out and bundle together. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Have more for you. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, you can kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a single game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. What do you like? Glenn's sweatshirt stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Showing uh, some new designs. Oh, yeah. Getting Bryce to look at it. A little tease. All right, Bryce, uh, real quick, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Yeah. Anything going on uh, over the weekend or since we last spoke with you? Oh, yeah. Been on the water twice. No. Once since I saw y'all. Unfortunately, it's not gone as planned, but I mean, I can never complain about taking the boat out. 
been in the woods a handful of times. I had a pretty eventful Saturday in the woods, saw two bucks, but unfortunately I did more like running and gunning. So new property that um, got some access to and um, saw two bucks, like I said, two bucks routed one and it ended up being like 50 yards from me, but he was in the thicket and I didn't see him and he crossed the path, saw some does. Deez. So nothing like, nothing's Deez. been harvested yet. But um, can you remind me your range with a bow and what you're looking at? Me comfortably, like what? Well, it depends on what it is. I mean, I would probably take a shot at 40. I'm mean, not practice mm-hmm. at 40 yards, but yeah, I mean, ideally, you know, 30 and in would be okay. the best chance. You know, a lot can happen in 40 yards, but there's people who surpass me greatly. But that's my range. I'm comfortable 30 and in, but if it's a big buck and he's 40 yards hanging out, I'm going to get a whirl. There's like gun ranges and stuff. Do you like take the bow out and practice or anything? Just or the yard. You, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, practice. Put you a target yeah, up. Yeah, I got a target. Just pr- shoot a few arrows every now and then. Well, so you're shooting the bow. Uh, you're shooting the arrows. Chandler's beside you, sn- long snapping. Yeah. Into yeah. the target. <laughs> hey, you think Chandler, what if he took Chandler out and he. Did I long snap an arrow? He. I don't know. You kind of what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost well. You could put a tranquilizer dart or something on the end of the football, snaps it into the deer, into the buck. I mean, if he hit, but the thing is, he'd have to stay in a position, the snapping position, until a deer came. So is his quads and back strong? How's your quads? Uh, let's think. Uh, my quads were pretty good in <laughs> high school, but right now not so. Yeah, I gotta get them quads looking good. Is that because I have to be quiet? Like, I can't get into position? Yeah, you can't be moving. Exactly. I mean, what's your range, you think? Deadly. Oh, man. (laughs) What's my deadly range? Say, uh, eight yards would be good, right? Well, 15. 10, 15, okay. Can we get to 20? Maybe 25, 30. Dang, I mean, if I put all my butt into it. Put, put all them, my quads into put it. Put them cheeks in it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta put them cheeks in. I gotta give it a good a little oh. You are a uh, butt whale, if I've ever <laughs> if I may say. <laughs> all right, sorry. Anything else, Bryce? No, I just continuing. I think I got I got a little uh, hunting trip this weekend. So Where are you going? Virginia. Virginia. And so, you know, hopefully something will happen. Deer camp, so it should be fun. I'm excited. So I'll probably won't be in the woods until then, but you never know. Anything other than deer you're looking for on your hunting trip to Virginia? Anything no, not right now. Okay. Nah, bear tag's too expensive. I don't know if it's in season now. Gotcha. Care, but. Good stuff. All right, let's take uh, John Rambo can take out two deer and five men with three arrows. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, he hit a target 100 feet with a bow. Who? John Rambo, fictional character. Oh, 100 feet? Yeah, according to Jamie. I don't remember. I'm sure I saw the Rambo movies when I was a kid, but I don't recall any of it. Not sure. Uh, We'll take a break, come back. Bryce is red hot on his predictions. Can he make it two in a row? We'll find out when we return after this. You're 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and uh, had a good day today. The Dow was up 489 points at 34,827. The NASDAQ was up 326 at 14,094 and the S&P was ahead 84 points at 4,495. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors uh, today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Uh, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to you, Clip. All right. I gave Bryce some vital information during the break regarding East Carolina and Navy. Bryce, first you will guess what the spread is in this game. Pirates at Navy. I'm going spreads probably like a nine. Five and a half. Is that possible? Uh, You're a tad high. It is three. Pirates getting some respect. There we go. What is your prediction? Uh, I'm going, let's hope defense plays well. Fogo kicker does well. So, um, is what I'm hoping for. And obviously the offense to contribute. Um, I'm going like a 17 to 14. I thought I asked your score every week. Because <laughs> you can't, you just don't see this offense scoring too much. But no. the defense has shown you yeah. that. They can uh, keep you in these games exactly. and on Saturday win a game exactly. for you. Exactly. There you yes, go. Sir. Bryce, thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you next week. We will. Oh, you You know what? You'll be wrapping us up for our, our Thanksgiving week. Nice. So we'll have a show next Tuesday. We'll be off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. All right. Shirley, Chan, we'll uh, talk to you folks tomorrow. Tyler Sneed going to join us on the show. Mm. He is uh, getting ready for the Grey Cup, going for a championship up in nice. Canada. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to Sneed about that and have more for you Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.